This is Jonathan Hickman, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you sold that. No, it was great. Okay. It was award-winning, is what I wanted to say. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be fun. Fuck yeah, it is. Wow. I hear the pitter-patter of little feet. Really? I do. I'm, do we have a food calls? Not right. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> Caleb's like big group and raised a little boot in the pot. The country, just felt like himself get slapped in the back of the neck. And Seriously, he's gonna figure it out in like a, in like twelve hours when he listens to this. You're just hanging that's, out in the background trying to be quiet, and dude, dropping jokes already. That's seriously yeah. fucked up what you said. <laughs> it's seriously fucked up. That is a shame. It is. <laughs> God damn! This, this I'm turned. Yeah, I'm shot already. We're not even. No, I said you're gonna, gonna make your brother show up in platforms in Charlotte. God damn! <laughs> oh, that's raw. That's really raw. That's why he sticks around for Sunday. Kids get him free. God damn! Hey everybody! That's my, no. Dude, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Double fucked up to start the episode. I love him though. You can't, sorry, I, but you can't ride no, this ride. No, no, nobody's more your favorite than Flipper. Dude, no, I, I, I swear to God. You and every, Flip have your little chat. You do all on the side. Well, yeah, but 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 every day, whenever I have to do anything in the neighborhood, I take that Amoeba tote bag with me, fucking everywhere. That that that's my bag when I go to the supermarket. When I go, dude, I wear the hat twenty four seven. Huh? I wear the hat twenty four seven. I know you do. I yeah, have the hat when I wear that all the time, but. Yeah, that 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 bag is is pretty much constantly in my hands. So my 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 man knows yeah. he's always on my mind. Okay. Speak, speaking of that amoeba logo, uh, wore it last week. Vince, guess what I did? Yes. Hmm. Concert. I was a concert. You're, you're getting warm. Mm. I don't know. I went and saw Tool. Mm, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I wish I could go see Tool. I wish you had been there with me. Yeah. Especially on this tour, because the chances of another one, I don't know. We'll see. But great album, great tour. You're lucky. Oh, amazing. And yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was dope. And you are lucky, listeners, because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 652. And I'm Vince B. For sure you are, and I am David A. Price. That is also true. I can vouch for that. And I am everyone's favorite award host, Ricky Gervais. Yes. No, you're not. Wish it was, though. Uh, you're not. You're Jason Wood. And why don't you tell them who we have with us to help well, us out on this episode? Making a triumphant return appearance in the fourth chair, but uh, also following up our... Last year we started a new a new thing, where we have uh, one of our booze sit in and be the voice of the people. Last year it was Mr. John O'Neill. This year, everyone's favorite Arkansasian. What do you call yourselves over there? But uh, everyone's favorite uh, comics pundit from the uh, oh so woke state of Arkansas, Mr. Caleb <laughs> Alexander McKinsey. What up, y'all? What up? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and preemptively apologize for not being Tony Fleece. 
<laughs> yeah, half the yeah. just just turned it off. Like, God, yeah, they're can't. like, oh, we're, it's not, not Tony's. Tony's working on a uh, robots and horses. Yeah, he's trying to figure out how to turn a sound wave into a pink pony. If anybody can do it, it's him. No, it's a white pony with pink nipples. Get it right. Oh my boss. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's that you say? Hey, when are the uh, list of specials going to be up at Discount Comic Book Service? Well, guess what? They're up. And they're, they're plentiful. I, I scooped three of them. Uh, DCBService.com. Remember, that's where you go if you want to reap the rewards of these and many more discounts from Dark Horse. It's Colonel Weird in Cosmogog, number one of four, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Tyler Crook. Yes, it's set smack dab in the middle of the Black Hammer universe. This uh, four issue is, did I say yes, miniseries? Is the cover price of three ninety nine per issue, but you're not going to pay that. No way. You are going to pay $1.99. From Image. Come for the artist, not the writer. It's Firepower by some guy named Kirkman. And Chris Somney, the great yes. Chris Somney, is on this. It looks like an ongoing. Um, but this is the v- first volume. It's called Prelude. The cover price is nine ninety nine. Your price is four ninety nine. Damn. Right. When are you gonna get a, a heap and helpful of uh Chris Somney artwork for four ninety nine? Nowhere. Nowhere. And last but certainly not least from IDW, it's Transformers eighty four Secrets and Lies, number one of four. Written, pay attention, by Simon Furman. Simon Furman has not touched the Transformers, at least not at IDW, in a minute. And he's back with artist Guido Guidi. Cover price $3.99. Your price $1.99. That's cheap. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions and get your books shipped right to your door with a smattering of effort. It's a tiny little bit, in case you were wondering. DCBService.com. Nicely done. Thanks. You're the bomb. We drinking stuff? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Who wants what to go first? Well, thanks to our good friend Carlo, I'm drinking the Freak Show. Nice. A Michael David joint. Though This wine is... It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It oh. is fourteen point five percent alcohol. Yeah. Damn slam. Fourteen point five. And guess what? I started before we uh we yeah, sat down yeah. to record. So uh, of course you did. Yeah, I'm a little uh, I'm happy. And scared. Happy is good. Scared. Yeah, I don't want any fights to erupt. Don't be scared. You know what happens. What else do we have? Uh, Jason had to step away for. I'm a- back. I'm back. Sorry. Okay. I, uh, Paparazzi I at the window my dog again. Was about to eat something that I accidentally left sitting out. So. Oh, that's not good. What? Uh, chapstick, actually. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's non toxic. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it, but it doesn't seem like it'd be good idea for to eat a whole thing of chapstick. It may grease the the wheels, so to speak. Yeah. You don't, you don't want that. What are I mean, you drinking, it's just Jason? Chapstick and not all the. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, um, what am I drinking? Hold on one second. I uh, here we go. Uh, I am drinking. Let me get a look at the I'm drinking uh, Bodegas Antonion Rioja Grand Reserve. Wow, at least it's not Spanish. water. Yeah, I know. It's, oh, oh, it's the eleven right. Oscars, bro. Right. Uh, it's a Spanish table wine from 2005. Yes, well, the old stuff, 15 years old, but uh, it's quite delightful. It's almost older than my son. Vince, it's got a classic tart cherry that gives way to tertiary notes of leather, tobacco, dried herbs. Its upfront richness transforms into long, dry, acid-driven finish. Wow. Yeah, it's hot. Quite pretentious. What else? Caleb, what are you drinking, my man? Uh, you want to go, Dab, or you want me to go? We are, uh, Caleb and I are tag teaming, so being oh, the... so cute. Yes. All the ropes. I will, uh, I will allow, I will let, J- I will let Caleb know, tell everybody what, uh, let everybody know what we're drinking. All right, we, yeah, we kind of, uh, we plotted this. It, it, this is delicious, is what it is. It is founded by one Mr. Jess Graber. Uh, you love it, I love it. It is none other than the 10 cup whiskey. The bourbon, if you will. It is, it is American whiskey. Um, it is, uh, cut with Rocky mountain water. I first became aware of this because, um, Jessica Jones was drinking it on the show and, um, and the bottle was unique and, um, she does. And, and when I found, when I saw it at, at, um, one of the liquor stops, uh, in the area, I was like, well, I got to try this. And, uh, it's almost always, in the um, in the liquor cabinet, rarely do I run out and and not have another bottle. And because the uh, the bottlers are so thoughtful and they love us, they send us their own little shot glass with it. Yes, yes, so cute. So you can measure it out yourself. Yeah, That's you right. Put your put your pinky up and everything. I put something else in that cup. But anyway, hey. You know what it is? It's the 11 o'clockers for 2019. Woo! That's why we're all here. This is it, the big show where we detail our favorites from the past year, but not only ours, our listeners' favorites in, in a plethora of categories. There are 24 categories this year, down from 30 last year. Correct. Which I think was a wise choice. Thank you. There is one or two that I would still get rid of, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll like be sh- I'll be sure to point those out when I get to them. <laughs> well, listen, uh, as I said on the slacks earlier today, uh, these things are evolutionary. They're organic. They are. We have changed the way we've done them a few times over the years. Back in the day, for the old school listeners, we did it. We had like a favorite Marvel book, a favorite DC book, uh, and then a favorite independent book. And then we got away from that, and we did the, in the genres. And I, personally speaking, think that of the freaking 12 years, goddamn, that we've been doing the show, uh, this was one, 2019 was one of my favorite years in terms of my enjoyment of reading comics. But that said, a lot of the things that I enjoyed don't fit very cleanly mm-hmm. into our current categorical structure. They don't. Because we have a lot of um, genre categories. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, I read two anthologies this year. Uh, I read like 12 or 13 horror books. So, um, 
Yeah, and so we'll like always we'll we'll go back to the drawing board and elicit some feedback, and maybe the Oclaskers will get revamped dramatically next year or not. Right. We'll see. But. Right. I, I think the categories are very very skewed towards the mainstream. Well, I don't know. I mean, the genres are not in any way tied to the mainstream. No, but when you have... Usually the things that we found comfort in this year, the writer and the artist were the same, right? Yes, that is true. I mean, I think you're right in that... uh, And the cover artist was the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that is true. I think that's a fair point. Maybe that is part of it, because... Um, a lot of the things that I held most dear this year in particular were, were uh, graphic novels or, like you said, singular voice things that right. were either – well, some were written and by someone and drawn by someone else. But that, but generally the artist did most, if not all, of the heavy lifting, the lettering, the coloring. Um, you know, so or, or like you said, they wrote and drew the book. So I, I, I get where you're coming from on that for sure, which again is why we'll have to – Revisit the categories in 2020 and, and see if it makes sense to restructure them. Sure. All right, then. Before we start, though. Ooh. Uh, I did say that uh, we had a little contest. And anybody that submitted a, a complete entry, which I defined as at least 20 of the 24 categories, would be eligible on the night of the recording to have uh, to win... Uh, a uh, an absolute or an omnibu of their choice in print, so it has to be in print. Uh, you know, in, so none of these nonsense like eBay five hundred dollars jobbies. But if it's uh, if it is in print, uh, then you can claim your prize. So what I would like is I have all of them in an Excel sheet. I would love for our fourth chair guest of honor to pick a number from eleven to. 225. Let's see. 11 to 225. Yep. Let's go. Let's just keep it 11. 111. 111. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. The winner of the contest is... Oh, look at that. A person of taste, of impeccable taste and an impeccable name. Mr. Jason Hart. Congratulations, hey. Jason. Nice. I say impeccable taste because he's on our Facebook group quite a lot, and he has turned me on to many a book since joining our group. But, uh, yes, Jason Hart. Jason, I have your email here, although I'm sure you'll hear this show. Congratulations. I will be in touch. You will be able to pick an Omnipu or Absolute of your choice, and I will get it into the mail ASAP. Thanks to everybody who took the time to fill out a ballot. I know it can be a pain in the ass, especially with that many categories, and we love you for it. We certainly do, and we also love Caleb because we are allowing him to go first. Oh, yes, the pressure is on. So, well, uh, Jason, did you want to explain how we're going to do this uh, to the listeners at home, or did sure, you sure, sure, go? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, for those that are listening for the first time, we have, like Vince said, twenty-four categories. Uh, we have the we will go in order, like an award show. Uh, the person we have a list here of who goes first. That person will announce the category. Will uh, tell you, uh, which is a little new addition this year to kind of highlight the breadth of, uh, of of y'all's creativity and voting. We'll tell you the number of different things that were nominated, uh, and just 
because I know DAP is a stickler for detail. I did my best to make sure that when I put this number down, it was legitimate nominees. So, like, if you nominated, uh, you know, Watchmen as your favorite 2019 book, I didn't count it as a nomination. But uh, if it seemed like it was a clean and fair nomination, it'll get it'll get thrown into that tally. Then we'll read the listeners' choices, starting with the bronze, third place, then the silver, and then the listeners' winning choice. And then that person will tell you their choice, and Caleb will be going first, and then the rest of us will give our answer, and then we'll move on to the next category. Neat. Awesome sauce. All right, y'all ready? Yes, sir. Let's do this. All right, up first, we got the favorite digital first or webcomic. Now, there were 30 different noms on that. That's a lot of book, uh, or a lot of webpage. Uh, in the bronze was Olympus with 5%, or lower Olympus, excuse me. Uh, in the silver, uh, Mr. Oh, the, the man himself, Battle Pub, 5%. And then winning it, uh, somebody drawn by somebody who's on the, uh, on the Facebooks all the time. We have Urban Animal at 6%. Nice. Yes, Mr. Mr. John, Mr. John Amor. Armor. Is, is Amor or Armor? I don't want to mess that up. Amor. Amor. Okay. John Amor. Like, like Spanish for love, A-M-O-R. I like this. You have to say Amor. Yeah. Amor. Yeah, John Amor. Cool. That is love. That's right. All right, Caleb. So who, who, who is your choice, brother? All right, on mine. Uh, this was a hard pick because, like, uh, I think, like one of you guys, I don't read a lot of uh, digital stuff, but I did go with Urban Animal, uh, Justin Jordan, and John Moore. Right on. And you can uh, you can find that on Webtoons. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys turned me on to that. Yes, sir. Yes. All right, Dad. Um. Well, this for the. For the last time, because uh, this. What are you going to do next year? I have no. Well, You're maybe this will be one of the. This will be one of the categories that hopefully Vince, is, <laughs> Vince gets his way. We won't. This it could be retired next year, but yeah, for for the for the final time because it was the the strips final year in 2019. It ended. Um, it is Menage Three by the beautiful, lovely, and talented uh, Giselle and um, and and by uh, by Dave Zero One, but. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I am going to I'm going to miss it. I, I have missed it. It's 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 been a few months since uh, since it wrapped up, but um, they're still busy and 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 the characters are great. But yeah, it's um it 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 was a running joke for a while, but it absolutely was one of my favorite web comics. I I I don't read as many as I used to, but this was one that um that I still needed to hit up. And and you can get the uh, the collections uh, from Udon and uh, and and their they're available, but yes, if you haven't, now that it's over, for people who like, you know, I'd like to read or watch something when it's finally done, so I know how much time to devote to it. Well, now, now you can. So yeah, my eleven classrooms for favorite webcomic, Menage Three. Word. Nice. Well, my initial reaction to this category was like, okay, <laughs> doesn't apply. Skip it. Go to something else. Uh, but the fellas reminded me about uh, Olivia James and Nancy. Which mm-hmm. is available at uh, GoComics. GoComics.com. Yeah, so that's my answer. My favorite digital first uh, slash webcomic is Nancy by Olivia James. Nice. Um, yes, and then uh, much like y'all, I admittedly don't read too many webcomics. Uh, and every time it's time to vote, I think, damn, I should read more webcomics. But uh, in this case, I really did enjoy discover well not discovering but starting to use webtoons a decent amount this year, and the two that I read religiously 
uh, were the aforementioned Urban Animal and my choice uh, for my favorite webcomic, which was the one of the listeners' choices as well, Lore Olympus, which is uh, Rachel Smythe uh, writes and draws it, and uh, it's it's a delightful uh, romance comic that is well. It starts off as a take a modern take on the abduction of Persephone myth of Greek mythology. Um, but, uh, it has evolved into, uh, just basically a soap opera featuring, um, very well-drawn modern interpretations of the Greek gods all getting into each other's business. And, uh, it's wonderful. I think they're up to 96 chapters and, uh, uh, I, uh, I try and read it, uh, every couple of weeks to keep up. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. All right, Dap, you're up. So for our favorite. Y'all, y'all some <laughs> fucked up people. Uh, your your favorite color artist. <laughs> there were there were thirty three. Uh, th- this is one of those things where it's, I'm glad behind the scenes um, isn't a thing. We're not we're not screen sharing this, ladies and gentlemen. Well, can I tell uh, them why we're laughing? Wait, but can we just stop for a second and talk about how absurd it is that there were thirty three nominations for? I was about color to. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. There were there there, there were an astounding thirty three nominations, and and there were some fantastic ones. And I I was I would go through. I I looked at. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll get into the list later, but yeah, uh, your top three um, with ten percent of the votes is Dave Stewart, who of course, of course always does phenomenal work. Uh, listener second place. Uh, Kind of surprises me, but when you look at the field this year, maybe not so much, but but she's been killing it on the writing side, uh, is Jordi Belair with 11%. And uh, the listener's first choice with 20% is none other than Matt Wilson. And and uh, usually when you see Chris Sami's name, you will see Matt Wilson right after it. Uh, Matt colors a bunch of other works as well. Um, the man just does some phenomenal work. For me, um, I, I was I, I had a couple of names that i was tossing around and i finally this year i really didn't move things around too much if i put it on the on on in my column it kind of stayed there i may have moved something but but i never really changed any names um and and i decided on my pick christian ward because i absolutely love the work he does in invisible kingdom and vince and i at new york comic-con last year when we were up at uh Palo's booth, booth at uh, Kane's Comic Art. We thumbed through Christian's portfolio, and to say the the line work is is sparse and almost non-existent is an understatement. Pretty much everything on those pages is brought to life. It, it is just there because of the color. And and when I look at the work on the page, it's absolutely breathtaking. There were some fantastic color artists that 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 worked on a bunch of books that I read this year. Um, but but Ward absolutely his whatever Ward's doing what whatever he's smoking whatever he's taking I, I I hope he keeps it up because it it's just fantastic work I I felt like I had to pick him this year yeah I got to back you up on that uh, unfortunately Christian Ward is my bridesmaid never a bride sure uh, he didn't make it for color artist although I did consider him he didn't make it for cover artist although I did consider him. <laughs> um, the uh, favorite color artist for me, and this is surely uh, foreshadowing for a lot, a lot to come. Um, I went with Jacob Phillips. 
little bit of new blood, uh, son yeah. of Sean Phillips, and he colors his dad's work on More Criminal. Respect, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he adds a nice little um, uh, electric, messy, sloppy, uh, no line can constrain me um, edge to Phillips's work. And I don't right. think I, I think when I look at his his color work underneath Dad's brushstrokes, I'm thinking that is the obvious choice that no one would have made to color his dad's work. Which I mean, yeah. it's like inking Gene Colan. How do you do it? How do you yeah. color Sean Phillips? Well, look at his son Jacob's work, and you'll find out. You know, if you, if you think about it, we got Brendan Wagner coloring his dad. Yep. Now we got Jacob coloring his dad. The weird thing is, I didn't. I I feel old because I didn't think about the fact that Brubaker and Phillips would be old enough to have kids that are old enough to be professionals. Mm, sure. But I guess they're our age, so I guess that's the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, too, wanted I – re- I went out of my way to pick someone different because while I think the audience, the listeners' choices were all very uh, certainly valid, I think they are – the three of them are also the default picks whenever one thinks of color artists. I think between the three of them, they've won like seven of the last eight Eisners in that category. And uh, and that does speak to their being deserving candidates for sure. But I just pretty much fair or unfair eliminated them from my thought process as a result because they get all the love. So I went with uh, a, a person who I don't think I'd ever considered in a prior year. Uh, and that is Marty Gracia, uh, who colors a bunch of books, but I'm really giving – him the love for his work on uh, House of X and Powers of Ten. Um, Because I love that book, and as Vince alluded with his pick, I mean, there's going to be a running theme here. But also, I should say I love those books, but also the cool thing about it is he, other uh, other than Hickman, who wrote them, uh, Marty was the only other um, carryover in that uh, he colored all 12 issues uh, of of both six-issue series, and I think the continuity was welcome because uh, while um, while Pepe and R.B. Silva uh, aren't um, you know completely different in their styles, they certainly are different artists. And I thought that um, Gracia's uh, his his color palette, uh, I really think the continuity of that helped um, pull the book into more like a twelve issue maxi series than two separate six issue series. So my pick is Marty Gracia. Nice. Well, so like you, I kind of look for new blood and to see how people are changing comics, how people are changing the industries, because, I mean, tomorrow is what we're always looking for. Right. Um, so I waffled back and forth with this one. And uh, the guy I ended up picking is not necessarily a household name in comics, but I went with Alex Guillemarez. Um you know, you've seen his work on Bone Parish and Invaders and Reaver, and he's not somebody you're seeing on the Eisner list or anything like that. But when I was looking at the list of, of books that, uh, you know, they had some of my favorite art from the, the past year, his colors were a major factor in putting those books on that list. Uh, so it kind of became a no brainer for me. He's a he's an artist that I think the industry uh, recognition is kind of sleeping on. And there that's in no small part because of the diversity of his palette. He's not one of those people that just you know, has one trick and does it over and over again. Uh, when I think of what makes a good colorist, I usually think of, you know, the metaphor of kind of like a bass player in a band, uh, a bass player when he's doing his job, writes his bridge between like the tonal key of the guitar, um, or what have you and the, the rhythm of the drums, the percussion, 
And if a comic, uh, if it has color, uh, the colorist is the connection between the visual sense of, you know, se- sequential action and the emotive tone of the book. And Guillaume Ares just embodies that to a T. If you you look at Reaver, he's got this kind of earthy, no frills palette that drives home the grime, the grit of of the work that's been done in that book. Bone Parish, it's got this ethereal feel to it. Uh, he knows when to shift between the violence and the sadness in his palette. Um, the dude goes knocking futs with the blues and the greens and invaders uh, and does an amazing job, a really amazing job of shifting back and forth uh, with the two different artists that were on that book uh, when it came out this year um, with very different styles. And, uh, you know, without washing either one of them out um, and the transition's not jarring. So just, just looking at the technical, the craft of what he's doing with those colors, I, I had to throw him some love. This, folks, is why Caleb is in the fourth chair tonight. Eloquent AF. I try. I try. Sweet. It's that lawyerly talk. All right. <laughs> Looks like I'm up. For the category of favorite single issue or one shot. And holy crap, 52 different nominations for this. Yes, sir. Good gravy. Um, in third place with 6%. Of the votes, we got Lock and Key Dog Days. 9% for the second choice went to Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. And in first place, with 10% of the tally, oddly enough, it's Doomsday Clock, number 10. That's a pretty amazing little assemblage there. And uh, the thing that struck me, and you people will see when we're all done with our votes, uh, in this category, DC ruled supreme. You're right. Yeah, Yeah, because um, my favorite single issue uh, one-shot is Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number two. (laughs) <laughs> and what's so special about Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number two? Well, Matt Fraction, Steve Lieber, Nathan Fairbairn, the story, My Secret Superpowers, where Superman and Jimmy are on the roof and Jimmy's videotaping and Superman goes, is this your card? I don't need anything else. Superman looks amazing in wigs. <laughs> this, this story is one of those things that... Um, like Agent Cooper picking the, the R out of uh, the fingernail of Laura Palmer. These are the things that get under your skin and never, ever leave. Superman in a blonde wig? Is this your card with the Homer lazy eye? Stop. Uh, I couldn't pick anything else. As much as Doomsday Clock number 10 was great, I had to go with Jimmy Olsen number two. I respect that. Yeah. Had to. Had to. Uh, well... I think, uh, I think the audience largely got this one right, even though there were fifty-two different noms. I think the the the, the winners were were definitely the ones I was considering, and I hemmed and I hauled between the lock and key dog days, which was totes adorbs, uh, and the one I eventually went with, which is Doomsday Clock number ten. I think it was as perfect a superhero issue as I've seen in a long, long time. And I also will say that, uh, and this is, I guess, damning a faint praise, it far exceeded what I thought of the rest of the series. 
So I think I'll remember what happened in Doomsday Clock number 10 for a long, long time, probably much longer than I'll remember the entire string of the of the 12 issues. So there is my choice. Nice. Well, first, I got to give a shout out because you guys have some hella smart listeners because uh, mm-hmm. their, their picks were just on point um so much on point that while you got you picked the gold i went with the silver and i went with dark knight returns golden child um for two reasons uh one um hey frank's back <laughs> uh because the last book that frank put out before this hurt my feelings and i don't like talking about it uh, <laughs> so so we're, we're it's, it's the book that shall not be named it's going to join the artist that shall not be named um but the second reason is oh my god grandpa it's insane uh, and unfortunately all the artwork is gone uh, i can't own any of it uh it's everything about that book just nailed it um it, it filled a place in my heart to follow up to, to go along with the, where the series has been going um some form of redemption modern day redemption for for frank it just made me happy because I don't like not being happy with Frank because he is a, uh, he's a, you know, one of the, the new gods in my eyes. So uh, I just, I had to go with it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm triple dipping on it. As a matter of fact. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they, they, they were all great choices. Uh, and I'm, I'll say that without having read the lock and key dog days issue yet. But, um, yeah, Vince is right that that Superman's pal issue is great, and um, it it is it, early on in the year. I read something that I thought it, it was the I didn't think it it was the issue to beat for me, and then Doomsday Clock number ten came along and it beat it, and and it held strong um, for a bunch of months, and yeah, and and one Superman's pal came out. Um, because there were there were panels throughout the first couple of issues that that really just spoke to me. So um, it was there was a little bit of wrestling, but for the most part, uh, it, it was a foregone conclusion from the second half of the year. And and um, I read that issue. I read Doomsday Clock number ten. It absolutely blew me away. I begged my booze to read it, and I just it's it was everything I wanted in the series from Jump. Um, and it 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 was it was superman it was a superman story but the way it just the way they folded in dr manhattan it it's this was the number 10 as as jason said it was it was the best issue of the series by far but with issue number 10 that is what i was expecting from jeff johns from the beginning and um he, he didn't disappoint with that issue when 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 Dr. Manhattan creates the metaverse and, and every iteration of Superman actually exists and matters. And, and, and I remember as in, well, obviously not the 1938 version, but, but, but the 1986 and, and every after that, it, it just, it, it was, he was, it almost felt like he was writing an issue for me. And, uh, it, it, it just, yeah, it, it made me smile from ear to ear. It was without a doubt, um, my favorite issue of 2019. Okay. Nice. Eensy teensy interjection of reality into the proceedings. Mm -hmm. We can't spend 10 minutes on each category. No, no, we absolutely can't. For sure. Because that's four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Even with it, just 24 categories. Yes. Uh, Okay. So up next is favorite cover artist. 
I will say that uh, this was the most diverse of all of the categories, 61 different nominations. And it speaks to, I think, the uh, fact that there are just a shit ton of covers for every comic these days. So there's lots of people doing variants that, uh, you know, just get all the love. In fact, I think most of uh, two of the three winners of our audience choice are, are mainly variant cover artists. But uh, in any event, uh, the listener's third place choice with 5% of the vote was Esad Ribic. Uh, in second place with 6% of the vote, Mr. Variant, Mr. Super Expensive Commission, Stanley Art Germ Lau. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the winner, I think for the second year in a row, uh, with 11% of the vote, uh, someone who a lot of us still, I think, think more of as an interior artist, Mr. Alex Ross. So um, my choice was uh, none of those. I, I, I struggle with this category um, because I don't pay much attention to covers these days. But uh, there was one particular artist who reminded me of the same way I felt about Mike Del Mundo five or six years ago when I started noticing Mike doing covers. Uh, and uh, I love his style, and I would love to get some art from him at some point. My winner is Mr. Julian Totino Tedesco. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, so I went uh, with... Paul Pope for his covers on Faithless. Uh, when I say a name like Paul Pope, there's not a lot you need, really need to follow up with because he's Paul friggin' Pope. Uh, but you, his covers for this book are really sensual. They're animated. Each cover tells you a kind of story of what's going on in the, the interiors of it. He's got this uncanny talent for doing the most with his line. Uh, just gorgeous, gorgeous covers. Nice. I um, I looked at the covers that that, that that there were a few artists that that did some of the covers. Um, that I really enjoyed, but but there was one cover I never buy, never go out of my way to buy a variant, especially if it's a book that I'm not buying already. But Mitch Jarrett's posted the cover for uh, Flash number sixty nine, and I absolutely had to have it. I do have it. Um, mm-hmm. I love it, and and based on that cover alone, he is my favorite cover artist of twenty nineteen. Sweet. I had a short list for this, of course. Um... Das Pastoris was on it, and um, Mitch Jarrods too, Paul Pope, of course, and uh, Alex Ross. But I inevitably went with my favorite, uh, Matthias Bergara. Mm. Well done. Yep. Very nice. These results right. are slanted. They're skewed, <laughs> but it's okay. Well, this one's not. Uh, favorite <laughs> anthology comic. Uh, there were 41 different nominations on this. Uh, coming up in third place, uh, you had Heavy Metal with 4%. Uh, second place, the Marvel 1000. Well, I guess it could be a little skewed. Uh, 8%. And then in first place, you had 2000 AD with 10%. Woo-hoo! Not a not a bad list at all. No. I went with an anthology that I actually found through Kickstarter. My, my podcast partner and, and brother Craig turned me on to it. It's called Everything is Wrong, Comics on Punk and Mental Health. Uh, it was edited by one other, uh, Mr. Mark Burchard. Uh, so this is one of those, like I said, it started as a Kickstarter. It, it's a series of comics written by comics people who grew up with punk, and they, they talk about things like substance abuse and mental health and what comes out of it. It's just kind of this badass celebration of the subculture um, and how it's not okay to be okay sometimes. It's got these little four to six pages of, of awesome uh, folks like Teeny Howard worked on it, Adam Gorham, Eric Palicki, Marie Einger is in there, uh, just and a ton more. Uh, and it's it's a book that really spoke to me as a kid who grew up, you know, listening to raw and angry music and having some raw and angry emotions. So loved it. 
Uh, for me, the um, I went with the one that I seem to be picking a lot this year, and it's Fantagraphics and Now. It's a good choice. I can't fault you for that because that was um, in the running for me. Mm. And, I, and I looked back and we read a lot of anthologies this year. Maybe not Jason, yeah. But, yeah, I but, didn't. but David <laughs> and I did. I mean, Infinity 8 Anthology. It came out on oh, Wednesday. I don't think of that as an anthology. That's interesting. But it is. No, I, I just had, I would have picked that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. What else? Uh, it came uh, out yeah, on, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Now, but I went with um, Comics Review from from Which manuscript so fitting for you yeah but i mean it's ridiculous if if the anthology in question contains crazy cat um regarded by many as the greatest comic strip of all time how could it not be my favorite anthology right you got flash gordon crazy cat alley oop uh steve roper tarzan gasoline alley mandrake the magician the phantom come on comics review from manuscript press that's my favorite anthology i'm not ashamed nice my anthology was written and drawn by one person um (laughs) and that is by fantagraphics uh creator's name is tommy musturi and it is the anthology of mind wow nice spoke, spoke about this a while back uh beautiful beautiful book uh, it is an anthology because Musturi does a thousand different styles uh, in the in the book. He has he shows such just such ability to to uh, to to create in so many different ways. And I have a pull quote just for Vince because I know it'll get him a stiffy. Style is a form of fear, fear of change, fear of loss, and fear of being different. And that's what this book is all about. So uh, the anthology of mind. Sweet. Do you know that we mentioned Tommy Musturi on two consecutive episodes now? Yes. That's crazy. Crazy. It is so crazy. Yep. Uh, Your next category with 54 different nominations is breakout performers. And, um, and, and I'm glad Vince scolded us because uh, this, this is one category where I could have gone on a little bit about the person I picked Jamal Campbell between Naomi and his couple of issues. Cause he wasn't Simon. On on action comics, and um, and now on Far Sector, Jamal Campbell is my breakout performer of the year. Loved everything but, he's been mm. doing. Who did wow. the audience pick? Up? <laughs> I think Thank you. Was, See, whiskey, I'm just hey, man, you nah, man. Vince, Vince is cracking the whip, man. I don't want to tell. I don't want to let the listeners know what they pick. Why? <laughs> Screw them. Um, if you want to know, mail in. We'll send it to you. <laughs> that's it. Uh, just call me. Give my number. Uh, your your third place. At four uh, percent of the votes, the whiskey is good though. Is uh, Darcy Van Polgeist. Uh second place with five percent of the votes is Trad Moore. Eh, yeah, no, it's a breakout. Yeah, but, he broke uh, out with Luther Strode. Uh, it's like, and uh, and your first place, which okay, is uh, at seven percent. Is is Mr. Al Ewing, who you probably will hear about a couple times tonight? Yeah, listen, our audience is 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 amazing, and I think so far they've been doing great. Like like I've been like nod my head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all whiffed on this one. I mean, like like only Trad and Al are like. That's why I was trying to skip it. High end, horrible, fix the wrong answers. But uh, it's all good though. It's all good. Yeah, it's a little odd. 
A lot. So uh, David's was, uh, in, so we'll reiterate, David's was uh, Jamal <laughs> Campbell. Yes. I thought that Ricardo Federici of uh, Last God really, really busted out in a big way last year. Because, to be honest, I didn't read Aquaman and had no idea who he was until I saw Last God. And I was like, holy shit, where is this guy? I have been all my life. Um, so, yeah, Ricardo Federici from Last God. Yeah, I love that pick. I love Jamal Campbell pick, too. Um, my pick is the first but not the last love I'm going to send to No Brow this evening. And uh, my breakout performer is Mr. A.J. Dungo, who is the writer, creator, and illustrator of the fantastic In Waves, which we discussed uh, several months back. So he uh, he blew me away this year, and I hope we see something from him relatively soon after, because according to the Nobrow guys, I believe he was working on that book for five or six years before it finally hit the shelves. So, yikes! Really? Yes. Oof. It's a stretch. To be fair, it was originally going to be a graphic novel about the history of surfing, and then his life partner passed away from cancer, and then Ooh. it became a book about that too. So, aye, aye, aye. It, it evolved over those years. Mm. Not to bring us down, but how do I, I follow mean, that? Um, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I went with Rose Stein for the work she did on Crowded. Uh, I, I love that style, very fresh, kind of an animated feel to it. Um, I, honestly, I could have picked anybody who worked on the book Crowded because I think that book came out of nowhere and really took uh, the comic audience by storm. Uh, wasn't expecting it to do what it did, and I was just seeing it everywhere at the time. Uh, and I really think, especially Rose, solidified a name for herself, and we're going to see big things out of Rose. Cool. I love Crowded, yeah. Yeah. Row you right. Next category uh, proves that regardless of what uh, Tony Fleece may claim, Jason does love me because the favorite collected reprint comic is all me. And there was 58, 59. 59. Wow. 59 different choices uh, for this. Wow. From um, number three with 4%. Went to criminal bad weekend. Mm, that should be higher. Uh, with <laughs> with five percent of the vote, the second choice, uh, as voted on by our listeners, is Street Angel, the deadliest girl alive. And in first place, with nine percent of the people, it's Mister Miracle Deluxe hardcover. No surprise there. Right. Absolutely. No surprise. Um, I went with the George Harriman Library, Crazy and Ignatz, 1916 to 1918 from Fanographics. It takes the first two of the uh, Harriman single um, editions of the Crazy Cat, puts them together, brand new cover. Um, all of the uh, historical data intact, some some new stuff, uh, but it has a presence, and it's a, it's an oversized, beautiful hardcover, and it collects mm, the greatest strip ever, pretty much. Uh, so that's how I I could not ignore going with this. Nice. Uh, I love the uh, the shelf porn, as y'all know, buy a lot of it. But uh, for me, this is easy this year because it is a long-awaited collection of the book that I often credit as the thing that turned me into a comic book collector in the first place. 
and that is the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, Marvel Omnibus. Yeah. Um, listen, it's it's a very specific niche thing. I mean, it's a bunch of uh, files that tell you all about characters that are probably about 20 years outdated now, but uh, but it brought me right back home to the very uh, Patient Zero event that made me into the uh, super comic nerd that uh, you hear every week on these airwaves. So there you are. I don't think an Ohatmu would sell. I mean, an individual issues would sell these days. No, no. I'm That's not. what Wikipedia is for. Correct. Same reason Pretty why much. Amazing Heroes wouldn't wouldn't sell all that well. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. bite your tongue. I hey, <laughs> I wish it wasn't true, but what you got, Caleb? All right, I got a book that came out this year that uh, just kind of plugged in my heartstrings, and yep. this is none other than the Authority Omnibu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this series for Speak I mean somewhat. Me. Somewhat obvious reasons uh, for anybody who knows me, but I mean it's just a masterpiece. Uh, you got guys like Warren Ellis, Mark Millar, uh, Brian Hitch, Frank quietly working on a Dustin Wynn. Some of the first Dustin Wynn work I ever saw was in this book. Um, you know, and you give me a character like Midnight and Apollo. You know, you give me those guys who are both queer representation and you know can kick your ass and do other things to it as well. Uh, I, I'm all about it. So, uh, and it's it's thick. She she real thick, and she looks good on the shelf. So, I likes it. He likes it so much, he gifted it to me. I did. He did. And I, I, I cannot wait to find the time to, to dig in and uh, and read it. Um, I remember, right, it was a housewarming gift, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. That's what the card said. Um, mine was... Uh, was one that I was kind of waiting for, and and originally this this was uh, listed as my favorite limited series until um, I uh, I changed it because I was able to put this in my favorite um, collected reprint edition, and that is uh, last year from Dynamite, Peter Cannon Thunderbolt uh, Watch uh, by uh, Karen Gillan and Casper. Guard and it is um it looks fantastic in the nice little oversized format especially the fourth issue um i, I there's a little bit of back matter regarding the issues and uh and and what um what what kieran was thinking about doing with the series and um how many issues it was going to go there's some character sketches there's the variant covers in the back um the covers kind of don't really tell you what's going on in the, especially the variants. Uh, it was a lot more, the variant, some of the variant covers were a lot more, um, uh, letting you know that there's a relationship between Peter and, um, and taboo. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I still recommend this. It was one of, I'm, I'm glad Vince kind of pushed us to read it. It was, um, it was a great series and, and it's a fantastic collection. Nice. Uh, so I am very happy that I get to lead off this category because, uh, I think it's I'm, I probably <laughs> I probably read ten times more of this category in a given year than my two boos combined. Jason uh, loves the kids. Yes, and that is favorite all <laughs> favorite all ages comic. Uh, there were forty one nominations, which I I was proud of. Um, and with five percent of the vote in third place, Usagi Yojimbo. Shout out to Brian Clark. Uh, in second place, a book I read and frankly I didn't enjoy that much, but uh, y'all do you. Uh, with 7% of the vote, Harley Quinn Breaking Glass. Uh, with 10% and the listener's choice for their favorite all-ages book of 2019, Superman Smashes the Clan, which I must admit I have not read. Um, 
my choice was a book that I spoke about recently and yet another nod to the fantastic No Brow, and that is Stig and Tilde, Vanisher's Island. That is volume one. You may recall that I discussed volumes one and two, but volume two, frankly, uh, technically isn't out yet. So, uh, volume one was, though. It's it's a wonderful romp, and uh, if you haven't read it yet on my recommendation, make sure you correct yourself soon. I'm glad I'm not the only one. could have swore you were going to pick something else on that one. What did you think I was going to pick? Uh, I mean, you know. I, I do? Yeah, it was the, the best book of the year from Barnes & Noble. That it might come up later. So oh, then. yeah, no, that comes up later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure we got our bases covered. Yeah. Uh, so I went with a book that uh, I'm actually not sure if it's technically an all-ages book or not, but, it, I mean, it totally <laughs> is. Uh, it's, it's no more graphic than, say, uh, like a show like Avatar The Last Airbender, but that is Ronan Island from Greg Pak and Giannis Milogiannis. Uh, it's it's literally a Pan-Asian story. It takes elements of Japanese and Chinese and Korean culture, and it blends them um, together in this world that's kind of set during the time of Japanese feudalism. And something called the Great Wind forces all these members of the cultures uh, that live separately on this island together, and they got to survive. They got to work together and and blend. Uh, and this young girl named named Hana, uh, and I think she's a Korean girl, and Kenichi is the son of this Japanese noble. Um, they got to figure out how to live together with one another and work out their differences. And, you know, eventually monsters attack, as as all good stories have. And the island, uh, just they find out that the outside world isn't completely done with them yet. It's good stuff. I love it. Uh, love Giannis, Miley Giannis's work. Mine uh, is, um, is I, well, it, it's Third Issue isn't out yet, but I'm, I'm um, I haven't read the Third Issue yet, but it, it's. One of my, I, I saw that the listeners went with it for their first pick, and uh, I, it was one of my favorite books of the year. So it's going in here, and that is Superman Smashes the Clan. I knew that was going to come. I had, yeah, I knew it. it. It is favorite, right? It's not best, it's yeah, favorite. That's right. Um, yeah. I had no answer for this up until about two minutes ago when I said, yeah. well, wait a minute. When you changed the title? Yeah, when I changed the title. Um, of the category? Of the category. <laughs> <laughs> because um, uh, I, lo- I, I loved this, this strip and I loved this book, so why not my favorite all-ages uh, book from Andrews McNeil uh, publishing? It's Nancy by Olivia James, Volume 1. All right. That's not cheating, right? It is not. Because I did love it, and I did read it last year, and it is an all-ages thing. So we'll, There we we'll, go. Yeah. Hey, Vince, first rule of law school is you can't cheat if you make the rules. There you go. Well, I, you know, I wish I made the rules. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't. Huh. Well, what, all right. what the hell was that? Huh. What was that? <laughs> you make the rules around here. You're the producer. Oh, yeah. If anybody makes the rules, it's you, my son. Okay. Okay. And All right, Caleb, what's up? We can't have All that right. for book of the month. We just read that. Go ahead. Aren't you the one that said we got to keep tight, tight we do. ship tonight? We uh. do. Tight, <laughs> tight and right. All right. All right. Favorite adventure comic. That's the next category with uh, a whopping 53 different nominations. That's that's a lot. That is uh, a lot. And it, it's a broad category, so you kind of expect it. It is. I, I, I think one of the things about these categories is that a few of them definitely have some overlap, so... 
Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, but they, ha- I mean, they have to, right? Uh, yeah. So in third place, because folks are crazy, uh, Middle West with 5%. <laughs> uh, in second place, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. I mean, I love the listeners, but i got to throw a little shade when it's deserving. Uh, 5% with Jimmy Olsen. And first place, because they did all right with Conan the Barbarian. I can't, can't be mad at that. Um, it's a good pick. That's a good uh, choice, yeah. I went, because I'm not crazy, uh, I went with Middle West, uh, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Uh, the dude's a, a beast. He just keeps getting better at everything he does. Um, oh, you know, someday he, about to explode. Seriously. Hey, listening. I, I, I need a commission, so I'm just going to toss that out. <laughs> uh, Not so, if you want to pay for uh, law school, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday's in October, cuz. Uh, Middle West is it's some weird, beautiful conglomeration of like this childish wonder and human growth that just continues to build on itself. Uh, it, it really is Scotty and Jorge's. It's kind of their great American story. It's a part Huck Finn. There's a little Carson McCuller thrown in there for a little literary kick. And, uh, you know, you, you mix it with a little bit of, of the road. And you toss all that in a blender, and it just comes out in this amazingly visual world that Jorge Corona just keeps dropping on us. It's it's insane. I, I love every page of it. Um, that makes sense. I I, I absolutely see you doing that. Um, I this was read earlier in the year, and and I. This is I, just a brief aside. I I am really thankful for our our Slack channel because this year especially, um, we didn't lose anything from 2019. So I was able to go back and look at everything that was on my list for the year for the things we're going to talk about each week, and some things always came up. And I'm and, and because it's been months and other things have been read, uh, I I remembered how much we enjoyed talking about this sequel every week and and it 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 stuck the landing and my favorite adventure book for 2019 is avengers no road home it's a good yeah, one respect on that mm-hmm. yep um my favorite adventure book could literally slap the shit out of any other book in any other category <laughs> <laughs> go down the list uh, I went with Infinity 8 by Louis Trondheim, Olivier Vatin, and company from Magnetic. Uh, it is the best written, best looking anthology. It's not all ages, so it would have to skip that category. But it is, it's a, it's a work of genius and magic, and you should be reading it. Um, I could fit it in sci-fi. I could fit it in fantasy. It's a great book, uh, Infinity yeah. 8. No, I got I got love for that for sure. Yeah, it hurt my heart that I couldn't find a spot for it for me. Uh, my choice is a book that I believe will show up in another category or two uh, down the road tonight. Um, but it's it it found its spot here for me with adventure, and that is Little Bird by Darcy von Polgeist and Ian Bertram. Uh, you've heard us talk about this book many times over the years, so I won't give you a recap. But it's an absolutely magical book, and I don't think we're going to get any more of that. But I do know. A little birdie, no, uh, no pun intended. Told me that uh, those two gentlemen are hard at work at their on their follow up project. So very excited. I nice. need it. I need it right now. Needs it. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Your next category with 33%, 33 different nominations. Uh, I'm I'm glad I got this one because in any other year I'd have, so I'd weird played events and yeah. and pulled you know hey good luck everybody but uh wait a minute i got the next one this isn't right he <laughs> yeah, could have just this, switched these you know what let's oh, switch stop. go ahead you go <laughs> yeah let's stop. switch these go ahead. screw the man favorite favorite horror comic it's not favorite horror makes the rules no, he doesn't. Favorite <laughs> horror comic. He tried. He tried. David said thirty-three different choices for this. The 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 listeners, seven percent of them, went with Basketful of Heads, from the uh, the Hill House line of books. Uh, crazy thirteen percent went went with Immortal Hulk, which should not be in second place. And the number one winner was uh, Jeff Lemire's. Uh, Gideon Falls with Andrea Sorrentino, Sorrentino, 17% of the listenership. Now, I came really close to going with Immortal Hulk, extremely close, but I I, I didn't, ultimately. Um, I went with the horror book that curled my toes the most in 2019, and it was, of course... Kengo Hanazawa's I Am a Hero. Oh, yeah. I'd be surprised. The most atypical zombie tale out there uh, from Dark Horse. Uh, 11 volumes just finished. So it is is one of the smaller um, manga stories. So 22 volumes, two in each volume, 11 omnibus editions from Dark Horse. Get it. It is amazing. <laughs> a petite read, if you it, it, No, it's it relatively <laughs> petite as far as manga goes. So, uh, yes, I am a hero. Now that you fucked the order up, am I going next or is Dak no, going next? No, we're just, we're, he and I are just swapping. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I went with, um, I thought the same thing as, um, as 7% of our listeners. I, don't, I didn't read too many horror comics yeah, it's not your genre. it isn't so um but because because my booze and i decided to give the hill house stuff a try i have I, every time i read an issue i i i tell them about it briefly i i hit them up with a quick message and and yeah it, it basket full of heads just feels like the 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 70s 80s horror comic uh, horror, horror movie in a comic book form it's it's crazy it's it's you got the the the, the cutie damsel in distress and, and it's just it's nuts and it looks fantastic love the work from um from Leo max it's 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 a great it's a great little series nice uh this was a tough one for me this year uh like i said i read at least 12 or 13 horror books that i could remember but um after a little uh little sitting on it i decided to give the nod to the bad bad place which was a graphic novel by david hine and mark stafford about a town in faraway hills where lots of crazy shit happens thanks to a mysterious estate that had disappeared many years ago reappearing. So, creepy and fun and awesome art. All right. Well, I can already feel Jason giving me the stink eye for this one from up on his manse in Jersey. But uh, (laughs) I had to go with The Plot from Vault Comics by Tim Daniel and Michael Morrissey. Josh Hicks into the art. Jordan Jordan Boyd on the colors and Jim Campbell on the letters. Uh, So Vault launched its own little horror line this year. It's called Nightfall. uh, And this is kind of their first offering. Uh, boiled down to its bare elements. It's kind of a ghost story, but I think it's oversimplifying it. Uh, it simultaneously plays off the inescapable familial connection to this to this family estate. Um, and then the way family secrets work and how they can come back to haunt you, uh, it, it's it's great. 
I thoroughly love this book. Not a big vault reader, so this kind of put them on my my radar and was one of the bigger moments for them that they've had as a publisher for me. Respect. Uh, so, uh, as, as, uh, since, since Vince and I are divas, according to the spreadsheet. No, we made, we corrected the error of the runner. We did. That's we what we did. did. Yeah. Um, our, your, your next category is your favorite penciler slash anchor. So someone who finishes the work they start or just anchor who comes in and cleans things up. Um, the listeners, <laughs> Who put Diva next to us in the <laughs> Jason did of course. Um, well at least I'm Diva. Uh, Wait a minute, I'm Diva one? <laughs> yeah, we you you That's, said they should be switched. Yeah, I mean yeah, we it. both agree. I mean, yeah, we're 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 both Diva ones. That's okay, I'll um, be a Diva. Uh, you know. I feel sexy. It's not it's not like it's bullpen bulletins again, but so you're uh mm. your forty seven forty seven <laughs> different nominees uh for um for your favorite anchor. Or penciler anchor, five uh, percent of the votes in third place by the listeners is Danny Miki. Second place with five percent is Jonathan Lapion. And first place by the listeners, this uh, definitely falls into the category of penciler slash anchor, is none other. And it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Sean Phillips sure with does six percent of the votes. I being just uh, being me, I decided to give it to. An anchor, um, because my favorite artist does it both. So I went with, because I've read, of everything I've read this year, there weren't too many things that I could actually find an anchor for. A lot of artists these days are inking their own work. But um, I'm loving what he's doing on Superman, and that's Joe Prado. That's a good choice. And hopefully I'll see him again at Heroes this year, and maybe I'll buy a page. Nice. Or another page. Um, I went with a guy who is a penciler slash anchor that mm-hmm. um, uses tools in ways for which they were never designed to be used. Uh, the the shading techniques that he ekes out of a micron pen, It uh, he has made a pact with the devil. Uh, there will be a time when he's going to have to pay for his, uh, his fame, but uh, it's Matthew Allison. The, the guy is just the best... Uh, effects man when it comes to ink uh his his shading techniques are are the top bar none yeah there was really nobody else you could have picked no. i'd be surprised if i saw anybody else not, but, okay he inks like a bastard and draws like a son of a bitch yes. i gotta go with him yeah and i you love couldn't him. hear it but i stood up and clapped when you said that so. yay all right so i went with uh with Rui jose uh from immortal hulk that man is working his ass off and what he's bringing to joe bennett's panels is it's it's ridiculous you ain't lying that's fact i don't man i i I don't understand how he does what he does but i'm glad he does it it hits all the right embellishments um man he just he he feels in the right spots he brings up an s to it uh it's almost Mm -hmm. a throwback retro horror vibe uh just top-notch work Uh, you know and this is the first year this in four or five years that my my pick has changed uh and so for him to unseat the guy that's just been my favorite inker for shit the most of the present age uh is is big doings who was that by the way uh that was mr mark morales okay yeah nice been a choice of mine over the years uh i went with a gentleman who pencils and inks his own work uh i i had to recognize him here because there's two categories he could have been recognized and he had to get one of them 
Uh, and that is the gentleman who illustrates and brought to life one of my favorite series of the decade, East of West, Mr. Nick Tricotta. Uh I love Nick's work so much. We actually just mentioned Nick in the book of the month, but that was early Nick. That was Nick <laughs> trying to to uh, ape uh, Mike Allred. He has evolved into, I think, one of the great storytellers, and he has a he has a uh, a very very um, He's a paucity of his line. He doesn't over, you know, he doesn't over render a page, but uh, he just tells such such dynamic stories. And uh, I'm 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 tearing up at the thought of not getting him to draw the East of West world ever again. So uh, this is much like with uh, Menage Three for Death. This is the last chance I get to give Nick love at least on this book, and uh, it hurts my heart. But he uh, he damn well deserves it because he he made me all kinds of warm and fuzzy this year with that book. That's great. So, uh, I am up with our favorite sci-fi fantasy comic. Nice. 43 nominations. Uh, in third place, a book that uh, Vince reps for Hard, mm. which is uh, 6% voted for Coda. Uh, third place. Just ahead of that in second place. <laughs> first in your heart. A book I just spoke about uh, in the adventure category, but uh, y'all went with sci-fi fantasy, which is no problem, is Little Bird. And in first place with 9% of the vote, listeners know what's up. They, they be the smart ones. They went with East of West. And, uh, of course, I, I can't argue with that because it was also my choice. Uh, East of West um, finished up in December of last year with issue number 45. And um, I uh, I just adore the book. I think it's 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 one of the great books of, of, of my time doing the show and uh it's everything about comics that i love tight storytelling with lots of subplots that all pay off at the end fantastic art political uh apocalyptic it just it's it was awesome so uh i will miss it well me and the listeners i ain't got no problems at all uh because i too went with little bird which was the the silver choice uh and I refer you to everything that you guys have said about it already. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll wait to speak on it some more uh, shortly, but it's it's just amazing. Hmm, that, I that, see that where book, this is going. That mm-hmm. book just <laughs> filled me with the warm <laughs> Um, I went with something I've, I've I've loved since the first issue. I was so happy when they decided to. Um, continue the series turn into an ongoing and the second second arc was uh collected in in last month's previews but uh blade runner 2019 is just um it's it's perfect for for that setting it 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 feels like it just picks up right where the first movie lifts off with the setting with the feel love the art uh it's 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 a great mystery for the first arc and I'm just loving everything about it. Nice. This category makes me mad. <clears throat> yeah, we shouldn't have to split <laughs> sci-fi and fantasy. fantasy. No, I agree. it should I agree. be two categories. But anyway, um, a book that is in the running, I'm not going to do any foreshadowing, but it, it's in the running for my comic of the damn year. Uh, it's Coda. Cy Spurrier, Matthias Bergara is my favorite sci-fi, f- is my favorite fantasy book. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Woo. Next up is uh Caleb got this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did. Uh so this one's going to be the favorite crime and mystery comic. Uh and we only had 27 
uh, different nominations and on this you'll one. You'll see kinda, why when we get to the winner. Kind of narrowed <laughs> down a little bit. For real. Uh, 3% goes to Assassination. Uh, Tom Starks. <laughs> It's a, good, it's a good pick. That, that works. I mean, it's... Oh, I love that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I good. It's the mystery aspect of it, sure. One of the uh, the co-hosts on SFG actually got four out of five messages in the back of the book. Uh, so, yeah, got to throw that in there. Uh, with 4% was Clue Candlestick, uh, which I did book. not read. So I didn't Oh, that should be that. much higher. Yeah, it is very good. Yeah. Well, no, it can't be any higher because when you see who's first... Well, no, I that. mean yeah. some of the... Oh, right, right, right. Should have leached over mm-hmm. to Candlestick. But, come on, the top one being what it is. Yeah, soaked up all the love with 62%. It's criminal. <laughs> it is criminal. <laughs> you know, we, we've had, in the years, we've had certain books or, or stories or creators where it's been like a consensus early with the Kirkman and some years with Tom King and whatnot and Jeff Lemire. But but uh, this year, no other book in no other uh, winner in any other category got more than 26 percent of the listener vote and this got 62 percent i mean you can't be mad when you're right you're right yep yeah and they aren't well another book by those same two people was on my short list to win this but i had one of those moments where something all year is hitting and then you read one thing at the end of the year and it completely changes it's fast yeah, I, I love it. Uh, that is November Volume 1, Girl on the Roof, uh, by mm-hmm. Matt Fraction, El- Elsa Chartier, Matt Hollingsworth, and Kirk Ankeny, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, so this book, uh, I honestly expected to hear more about it after I read it, especially considering you know Matt Fraction being the writer. Uh, but the whole scene was kind of quiet about it, which is a shame, because it's the closest thing to like a Darwin cook bar, uh, which... That's what I weigh all crime stories, especially crime noir against, uh, that I've read in a long time. Um, actually came out of the gate as a hardcover, so it looks great on your shelf. Uh, it's the first of, I think, four chapters. No, it's got four chapters, excuse me. Um, first of three is a trilogy. It's a trilogy. I knew it was, yep. it was yep. three or four books. Um, so it follows these three women around um, through the chapters. One of them is this waitress, and I, I'm not going to go into the whole spiel. You should g- definitely go read this. Again, I don't think a lot of people knew about this book. Um and it's just beautiful. Um, Chartier's art lands somewhere between. She's got a little Bruce Tim vibe to her. Uh, a little oh, yeah. Paolo Rivera, um, very much under the Darwin roof. Um, and Hollywood Ho- Hollingsworth does his thing, and you know he he always does it well. So just a really really great put together book that that came out of nowhere and just made me fall in love with it. Um, I. And with the listeners on this one, seriously, there's there's no way that my favorite crime slash mystery comic wasn't going to be criminal this year. If the answer isn't criminal, I don't know. I got I, I, I got to give you the side eye. I mean, I I like picking things and going with things that you know give everybody a chance. But in this category, come on, man, yeah, criminal. Well, uh, I mean, I can't argue criminals fantastic, but I, I'm with uh, my boo Caleb. I, yeah, I, you are. And you, li- I had a little note here, and you literally voiced the note to the T, which is this is the closest thing to a Darwin Parker novel we've had since he passed, and that's why I got the vote. For sure, it. Uh, just, I get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I miss Darwin. I miss him a lot. No doubt. Your favorite original graphic novel. Ooh, I'm hot and bothered here. This is where yeah. Vince shines. This is my shit right here. 
It, it says Peloton. <laughs> it really it is. is. Holy shit, it is. I could have given you a top so... 30. Oh, my God. It says Peloton. That oh. is so cute. Who, who did that? I have no idea. I didn't do it. <laughs> 43. Um, that may be self-inflicted. Nominations. Nah. Uh are you listening? With five percent of the votes comes in as third. Uh, listeners went with uh, they call this enemy with six percent, and your first place from the listeners with seven percent is sentient, and uh, that I still have to read. But um, I uh, I went with something that really stuck with me after I read it, and and uh, I think during my chat about it when 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 I discussed it on the show. I think Jason might have ordered it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I just loved everything about the sound of the world by heart um, from uh, Magnetic slash Lion Forge when they were still there. Um, it was it was a great, great little, not so little, but it was a great graphic novel. And, and I, I highly recommend it. But there's, there's my favorite OGN of 2019. Good choice. Thanks, man. Yes. My favorite original graphic novel is from a, uh, uh, it's from Floating World Comics. It is, uh, Carlos Gonzalez's Gates of Plasma. And if you don't know what that is, well, then just fire up episode 612 and you can hear me talk about it because it's very involved. Uh, Carlos's work is like intercepting a uh, transmission from another galaxy. <laughs> yeah, he's just so weird, so mm-hmm. alien. Uh, it's it's great, but uh, like I said, six twelve. Go listen to it. That's my favorite OGN, Gates of Plasma. And I realize, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut um, Jason off real quick. I I, I realize that um, when I kind of do my favorites, I tend to leave the creators off. That that that's mostly to save time. I didn't have the notes handy. Um, but and and I hate butchering names, but uh Sound of the World by Heart is by um Yakumo Bevilacqua. Yes. Awesome. Uh well those of you that are part of the Facebook group know that uh we have a, a, a weekly thing that we've been doing most of this year called the best thing I read this week, where I post the aforementioned best thing I read this week, and then you all share your similar choices. And I the week that this was the choice, I said the best thing I read this year, um, and uh, that is The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse uh, by Charles McKessie, Preach. which, uh, one, this is one of those books that really uh, far superseded, uh, like, the comics world, the direct market. It, it, it was a New York Times bestseller. I think it was the second or third best-selling book uh, at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, um, you know, just a runaway freight train of a book. And uh, it's beautiful, and, and as I said when I nominated it uh, for that other uh, discussion, you know, this is a book of its time, and it's the antidote for the hate-filled viscera of negativity that is the internet these days. So, hmm. uh, if kidding. you want to cure against that, then uh, this is the book for you. Uh, yeah. I actually got my husband to read that book, and my husband does not read comics at all. Oh, that warms my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, got him to sit down and read it. Just it, it was nice to watch. I almost went with that book. Uh, there's another book that spoke to me 
a little bit stronger, which is is hard to do, but I think it's because of the the personal connection I share with it. Uh, so it was Waves. Um, oh, this sure. comes out of Archaea. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Ingrid Shebert and Carol Mariel uh, wrote it, published by Archaea. That's that's Boom's OGN division. If you haven't, uh, if you didn't know that, uh, this book follows this lesbian couple, same sex couple, who are going through uh, in, in vitro. They're trying to have a baby, um, and they they get pregnant, but it's not it's not so successful. Uh, to put it as politely as, as I can, and it deals a lot with loss. And one of the things, besides the fact that the story just will speak to your soul if you got one, uh, the colors in this book ebb and flow mm-hmm. with the mood. And so in the bleakest moments, there's no color at all. And then it starts coming back into the life a little bit. I think, actually, Jason, you spoke on this yes. on one of the shows. And yes. I'm not sure if – I can't remember if I read it before you spoke on it or if you're you're who tipped me off to it. But um, – as a as a gay man, as somebody who's in a, a relationship with another person that we can't just go get pregnant anytime we want to, nor 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 do we want to. We don't have any plans on having kids, but I've seen the struggles in my own community, people dealing with loss. And when you think about things like losing a child or, or miscarriages, you don't typically think about how that affects uh, queer couples. And, and it does. And to see that reflected in a book that I'd never seen before just really landed for me. And it's wonderful. Sweet. Look at this. I'm up next. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, The 15th category is the favorite limited series of which they were 39 different um, vote getters. Uh, The uh, listenership, 8% of them anyway, went with Doomsday Clock. Nine... (laughs) For those three issues that came out last year, great. Okay. Uh, 9% of them went with Little Bird. And uh, oh, this is another skewed category. Another uh, 21% went with House of X, Powers of 10 in the first position. Yes. Okay. I went with none of those. Yes. Yeah. It's all good. Well, no, but we know. Right. My favorite limited series of 2019 is uh, Donny Cates, Tradmore, Silver Surfer, Black. Black. And All if they right. want to know why, just listen to yeah, last. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, or, or just no, look no. at it. Yeah, just look yes. at it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> one of the few multiple category winners for me this year, uh, my favorite limited series is Little Bird. Nice. Um, it's Caleb's turn, right? Or is it mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it, it is. I was going to let you go, though. You sounded good. No, 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 no. Um, so uh, the record's broken with me because I'm going to follow Jason's little footsteps, and it's Little Bird. Uh, easy. No contest. Nice. Um, I just want to say thank, 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 thank you, listeners, for not having, um, for not us, unless. Jason deleted them, but I'm glad to see Mr. Miracle didn't make the list this year. <laughs> uh, no, I think not. <laughs> um, for me, this is this is one once once we got the all clear, and although I did prefer House of X over Powers of Ten, but they are meant to be read together. So my favorite limited slash maxi series since it was twelve issues is House of X Powers of Ten by Jonathan Hickman and Pepe Larraz and R.B. Silva and, and, and it just, and, and Marty Grassi, it, it's just, it's, it, it's, 
it made me want to read an X-Men comic every week. And that's, that's, that's been unheard of for many, many years. So, um, props to everybody involved. It's a great, I, I, I bought the issues. I love the issues. So many variant covers. Um, and and uh, I double dip, so I get my stepson the the hardcover, and and it looks fantastic. Yes, sir. Nice. Okay. Up next, our favorite new comic, which means a comic that started in 2019. Some asked during the voting if it could also have ended in 2019, and yes, it certainly could have. Um, we had 51 nominations in this category, so pretty robust selection. Um, with 6% of the vote, your bronze medal went to Something is Killing the Children. An excellent choice. Uh, with 8% of the vote, your silver medal goes to what we just talked about, House of X slash Powers of 10. Uh, and just ever so slowly by one vote edging out that. But in the it's the follow-up to that, which is uh, Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis use X-Men proper was your top choice for a uh, favorite new comic. Wait, and one one vote separated the two of them? Yes. Yes, yeah. they both had uh, 8% of the vote. It's just a rounding issue. Wow. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, my choice was in line with the listeners ever so slightly. I also chose X-Men. Um, and that's really more about the fact that a lot of the things that were my favorites this year were either ending or minis or graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So I, I I couldn't I, I had a pretty short list of books that I would consider new ongoing books. Uh, so, uh, but I'm very much enjoying X Men, as Daph said, for the same reasons we enjoyed House of X and Powers of Ten. Um, so far, so good on the, uh, the at least the, the the main book. All right, I went with a slightly different direction. Um, I went with Faithless from Boom Studios. Uh, Brian Azzarello, Maria Lovett, who just stole my heart on this book um sex drugs and satan uh you know okay. that was fun, fun, fun for the whole family um it's a it's an erotic magical um artistic mindfuck man uh it follows this young woman who she's exploring herself her art um what she might do to go you know that that, that kind of the basquiat question what do you what will you do uh, to go from starving artist to global phenomenon overnight and she has to figure it out the hard way uh it's good stuff almost as good as this whiskey <laughs> right. It was just announced that it's coming back. Um, yes, yeah, I saw the previews. Um, I went with something that that absolutely, without a doubt, was, and and it isn't over yet, but but it it came out the gate strong. Um, because when you turn the page, he's still fucking winking. It's super vicious. <laughs> Al, Jimmy Olsen was my favorite. It makes me laugh. It's it's just, I don't care what else is going on in the world when I read Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. It is my favorite comic that started this year. Is oh, this your card? This. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, too, went with Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, as my uh, favorite new comic. Oh, cur. <laughs> I never, ever in a million years thought that I'd be voting for a Matt Fraction comic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? He's, he's surprisingly all over this list. Uh, yeah. And I didn't expect that to happen, but it is. Uh, yeah. So your next category is favorite superhero. You know them, you love them. They got capes and tights with 31 different nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in third place, you had Immortal Hulk. 
and with nine percent, excuse me. Uh, in second place, we had Batman with with fifteen percent, respectable. Uh, and I, I'm predicting that will not be on the list next year. I don't think it will. Either. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I never know what's going to happen with the reboot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not off to uh, in, anyway. I won't give my uh, you know. Uh, and in and in first place, uh, House of X, Powers of X, twenty four percent. Oh, did I jump? Powers of ten. Powers of 10. 10. Excuse me. Excuse me. I mentioned the whiskey. <laughs> that whiskey is good. Wow. Um, Hox Pox. Let me just say Hox Pox. There you go. Um, that way I don't get in trouble. Thanks, Mom. Uh, so I went, uh, you know, the listeners, they're smart folks. Um, I went with Immortal Hulk. And I almost didn't pick this book because I'm one of those guys. Um, I maintain that the Hulk isn't uh, a hero. He's not a superhero. He's kind of a force of nature. Heights and, and, and Hulk's not wearing either. Yeah, um, you know, he often acts in mankind's favor, which really works out well for us, not so much for the architecture. Um, but when taken as a whole and considering the cast that they brought in with this book, um, especially some of some of Jason's Alpha Flight booze, uh, and considering that I firmly believe that we are kind of right in the middle, in the midst of, of what will be one of the iconic Hulk runs at the end of the day, um, Al Ewing's crushing it. He, he's he's flexing uh, all over the map. Joe Bennett and Rui Jose again mentioned his inking, delivering some the most metamorphic uh, depictions of the Hulk ever uh, that I've ever seen. I've read a lot of it. That's my that's my dude. Um, and as somebody who who touts the Hulk and and Banner as my two favorite characters from Marvel, uh, it's just a truly great time to be a Hulk fan. And that's rare in history that you can say that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it while I can. Yeah, every ten years we can say that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, thank you, sir. Isn't it amazing though that the man that gave us the brilliance of Immortal Hulk also gave us the turd that was Guardians of the Galaxy number one? <laughs> it was so it's bad. Hard to, well, hey, you know. but it happens. Hey, got, their own. people well, got remember, people got to remember poop. how much y'all loved Dan Slott on this when he was doing yep. Spider Man, right? And that's yep. true. Well, I mean, you, it's crickets. Every I mean, I, do we ever talk about FF or Iron it, Man? It right? doesn't exist. No. Yep. He also gave us a talking horse and Valkyrie. So <laughs> that's okay, though. <laughs> I love Valkyrie. I'm, I'm, I think it's great. Yeah, they should be absurd, right? They should. What do you got, Dap? Uh, I um, I I was I was glad I was able to find the spot for this uh, because I absolutely enjoyed these six issues by Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington. They were a lot of fun. It brought back the old DC Comics Brave and the Bold. From back in the day, it is Batman Universe. Um, yeah, it was good clever. Choice. It was witty. It was funny. It just it it it. I like Bendis writing Batman, and I just the art is absolutely fantastic. But all of the all the various DC heroes that uh, that Batman comes in contact with throughout this uh, this this adventure he's on, this mystery he's trying to solve, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Ordered that collected edition. So did I. Yeah, it looks real good. Um, boy, this is not going to surprise anyone. My favorite <laughs> superhero book, uh, Josh Bayer, Josh Simmons, Trevor Von Eden, mm-hmm. uh, Gabrielle Bell, Julia Grofner, Ben Mara, Ken Landgraf, Das Pastoris. I went with All Time Comics Season 2, Zerosis Deathscape, as my favorite superhero book, because it was. <laughs> there we go. Yep. No, no doubt. Uh, and I really couldn't... This year of of all the years, and I guess it's been a multi year trend, but but the uh, the number of superhero books that would be in my favorite reads of the year was at an all time low. 
um, making this book, or I guess this pair of books, but we're counting it as one, uh, all the more um, remarkable to me because, frankly, reading this in a way punctuated why I'm not getting as much out of the superhero worlds anymore because when they can be like this, they're fucking fantastic and it just infuriates me that we have 80 others that come out each month that are not like this or close to it. Um, but this was a hell of an accomplishment and that is House of X Powers of 10. Uh, we've gushed about it plenty already tonight, but uh, but I, I fucking love that book, those books. Mm-hmm. Nice. Your favorite ongoing series with 35 different titles vying for, for a spot. Uh, your listener's third, weird, with only 11% of the votes is criminal. Second place with 14% is Immortal Hulk. And first place with 16% of the votes, the listeners gave it to Batman. I'm guessing based on Tom King. That's where we're uh, yes. So Batman. Um, I uh, I went with it. It's it's. It, I all right. No, I well because I, no, I was just <laughs> telling the guys this earlier. It, it's I, the latest issue. Issue thirteen came out yesterday, and for whatever reason, I just it seems to be the book I read. And I don't mean to. I just I sit down and I'm like, okay, what I get today, and and. It's it's the first thing I read, and um, and 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 much to Vince's chagrin, it's Young Justice is my favorite ongoing series. Ah, there's no chagrin. It does say favorite. It does say favorite, and 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 that John Timms is is. I mean, I like Gleason at the beginning, and 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 t- I mean, it's been great throughout the year. Um, but yeah, it it's it it makes me smile, and, and a case could be made that maybe you know it's it's kind of padded out here and there, but. Uh, but but I'm enjoying the ride and and yeah it's it's uh, it is my favorite ongoing. Um, every other ongoing series I buy sees this book as a mere speck on the horizon. It is uh, criminal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I. I... Hey, you, yeah, I mean, hey, it's amazing. Uh, I, me. I don't think you can praise this book too highly. So, no, you're right. yeah. yes. yes. Uh, uh, well, for me, this is a bittersweet choice because it had been an ongoing, but uh, as of December of 2019, it no longer is. Uh, and uh, as I spoke about it earlier, it is the uh, the East of West. I, I just, uh, Ah, it. Uh, I'm getting verklempt. I love that book so much. I love that book. Right? Can you uh, give verklempt again? Yeah, I know. But uh, you're fanning yourself. It's just everything I like in comics. So yeah, it's a good book. Yes, I. No, I'm kidding. Love it. Love it. Uh, I went. Let's see. I went with. <laughs> let's see if I remember what it was. Uh, yes. Immortal. Yeah. Go, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, I went with Immortal Hulk. I mean, I wasn't not going to pick this book. Um, the only book that takes you to hell comes back and lets you punch a minotaur. <laughs> so um, it's it just fun, man. It's again every ten years. I don't know how many of those ten years I got, but uh, I'm gonna be a Hulk fan as long as I can, and as long as they keep doing this, I'm gonna be a happy, happy boy. Yeah, it's very good. And I mean, like you guys, I'm kind of in a superhero slump, so it's it, and it may not sound like it based on this list, but most of the joy I'm getting out of comics right now don't involve uh, capes and tights. Yeah. Too. I don't think but, it's us, though. 
I just think it's it's the cycle of the of the way things are going. You got your immortal hulks and your hawks boxes and 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 you know the that that little nexus of books and then you have like the Tom Kamich Jerry's little yeah, it, yeah. What else is there really? Yeah. You know, there's good stuff and there's great stuff. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, Jason has bestowed upon me the honor of producing the favorite artist. It seemed fitting. Thank you. Did Fit- I pass this time, producers? Am I? Is it okay? What, <laughs> I don't know. We can, yeah. I'll allow it. It's all right. Um, 50, it's the moment that saves the show. Fifty-three artists <laughs> made the call. Fifty-three. Yeah, respect. Audience uh, came correct with the breath this year. Yeah, six percent voted for Trad Moore in the third place. Seven percent voted for Pepe Larraz in Larraz. second pr- place. You know, I'm reading that Canaan hardcover. Uh-huh. Larraz is really good. Yeah, yeah. he's very good. Welcome to the jungle, son. Uh, thank you, uh, but. <laughs> The audience came clean this time. Eleven percent <laughs> voted for Sean Phillips. Correct. Yeah, in the top, uh, Sean Phillips got the number one as far as the audience is concerned. And who am I, in in a very rare instance, when the audience audience tastes and my tastes are simpatico? I went with Sean Phillips as my artist, uh, uh, favorite artist of the year. Nice. Yeah, and you you're, you could pick Sean Phillips any year, and it's not wrong, really. True that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I went with the uh, again, much like I was saying about House of X, Powers of Ten. It's it's somewhat uh, anathema to how I viewed the year in terms of what I've enjoyed, but uh, I went with uh, someone who's decidedly a superhero artist, and that is the uh, aforementioned Pepe Larras, because uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, man, that is. He's uh, just, if you're going to read a superhero book, my man is right up at the top of, of people that I want yeah, to Yeah, he's really good. Yep. Y'all know who else is really good? <laughs> my, uh, my man Ian Bertram on that Goldberg. is not that is not that is that is that is not alternative facts. It's, he's so true. good it's it's stupid. Like he's like Jeff Darrow on speed. Dude, um, have you seen I'm sure you have seen those commissions, especially oh, the artist choice commissions he does. You already know. Uh, it's just uh, again, birthday October. Um <laughs> the the method that he lays down in his textures on the page, it, it's it's almost porter you know, it borderlines on pointillism. But it, it's not. Um, it's got this raw, grainy feel. Uh, it, it pops off the page when you look at it. Uh, you almost expect to be able to run your fingers across it and and feel it like Braille or something. Uh, when you look at his work, you can you can just see how easy it would be to get carried away uh, to kind of over embellish everything that he does. But he's got almost a complete measured control over how much he puts on the page. Uh, it, it is it is insane. Um, he knows exactly when to ride the brake on his work uh, and when to give it to gas. Um, yeah, he kind of draws the reader's eye. He controls the way, the way they move over the page uh, and kind of the way you expect the work to go. It, it, it doesn't like he's that good. He controls as, as the reader. He controls you. And that's that's masterclass. Uh, it's I cannot wait to see more of what he's doing. You're right. Um, the second and first place winners by the listeners um were were on my short list at one point uh, actually pepe was almost was almost my favorite cover artist um 
But since I um, since I am loving what John Timms is doing with these kids at Young Justice, uh, I, I, I would have been remiss if, if I didn't pick him. I, um, I, I, I want... If I can't get a page, I want a commission by him. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's like Dan Moore from a year or two ago. I just, I, I see his work and it just, it, it makes my heart sing. I love his work on Young Justice without a doubt. Respect. Okay, up next, we're on the uh, home stretch. These are the last five categories, people. Our favorite writers, uh, thirty-one nominations. It's a little, little smaller than I expected, frankly. Uh, in third place, someone who is a fixture, justifiably so, on our list with 11%, Mr. Tom King, friend of the show. Uh, in second place, another fixture on the list, and frankly, often the winner of this category with 14%, another friend of the show, Mr. Jeff Lemire. And the winner this year, probably not that surprising given the year he had, with 25%. Uh, another friend of the show, although it's been a long, long time, and he probably doesn't remember, <laughs> uh, Mr. Jonathan Hickman. And uh, I'm I'm right there with the audience on this one. Uh, Hickman wrote House of X, he wrote Powers of Ten, and he wrote East of West. And I've spent a lot of tonight talking about those books, so I honestly couldn't imagine who else I would give the nod to this year but Mr. Hickman. All right. So I went with both quality and quantity on this one. Um, I went with Al Ewing, uh, which, uh, no, not surprising. Again, broken record. <laughs> um, but it, it's not just for the work he did on Immortal Hulk, right? Like, he, he worked on Valkyrie this year. Um, Dap mentioned it earlier, No Road Home, which was amazing. Uh, and it, he had co-writers on that, so I don't want to take anything from anybody else. But his portion of that was outstanding. And not to mention a little book that he did called Marvel 1000, which mm-hmm. was, uh, I can't imagine the amount of work that went into just wrangling everything that went to that. Now, to be fair, I... I hadn't read um, that other book that he wrote <laughs> when when I when I put him as my writer, but we're gonna let yeah. that slide because um, I just read it last week. So you know, we won't talk about that. But uh, dude, dude is doing masterful work, uh, and as much you know, you, you think of writers that do one amazing book a year, and then you think of a writer like Al Ewing who he's juggling a handful of balls uh, and and not dropping. Uh, but, you know. For the most part, not dropping any of them. Um, and we'll see where he goes with, with Guardians. Somebody will tell us, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, th- he, he, he's a workhorse. So, and i gotta got to throw him some respect. Nice. Uh, well, since you said um, quantity and, and quality, I, with the exception of maybe one or two books this last year that he's written that that I didn't read everything that I have read by Brian Michael Bendis has been very happy I'm super enjoying Superman books of course I've already talked about Young Justice so to just make it for the triple play Brian Michael Bendis is my favorite writer of 2019 Seven Renaissance for me he is yeah Mm, okay, my favorite writer of uh, 2019 is Ed Brubaker. Not the least of which for Criminal, uh, Too Old to Die Young. Yes, uh, he's just he's so good. 
And uh, I wanted to give them the nod, not only for this year, but for the past years when I uh, erroneous, erroneously attributed the favorite writer to people that were um, lesser talents. So, <laughs> Brubaker's really great. Uh, he really is, he's, he's just great. And uh, sorry for not uh, making good, Ed, but uh, I've learned the error of my Better ways. late than never. Yeah. What you got, Caleb? I got the next category is what I got. Um, and it is the favorite writer and artist, the person who does it all. Um, so we had 33 different nominations on this. Uh, and shout out to the listeners because they uh, good picks all around. Uh, Michelle Fife uh, with 8%. Uh, in the second place, we had Jeff Lemire with 18%. And last but our first, and definitely not least, uh, we had Mr. Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, Mr. Murder Falcon himself, with 24%. Uh, and I appreciate them giving him that love. He was the number two on my, my list, uh, almost made it. And then I read a little book by a guy named Frank Santoro that um, wrote a little original graphic novel called Pittsburgh this year. Have any of y'all read that or heard of it? Yes. Heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this one's by New York Review Comics. Uh, I love stories where the city is as much of a character as anybody else. And that's the case with this one. Um, deals with a boy coping with his parents' divorce. Uh, being stuck in the middle, feeling out of place. Um, initially, you think the art's a little bit simplistic. It's very childish, uh, childlike. But at second glance, you realize it's just just as layered as the story it's he's got a multimodic feel um really it just defies age and it defies expectation you can see where he's he's spliced images he's using impressionism um some of the panels and pages almost feel like a little photo negative uh but but it's not sometimes he's drawn in crayon um he really relishes in blurring the lines and in doing that he's able to translate his visual language and his narrative um into one really incredibly poignant story um so just that that amount of work amassed together, I think, is is really well done. So wanted to to throw him some love. Excellent. Um, I was giddy to uh, to learn that Grendel was coming back, and um, following the uh, the end of Mage to Hero Denied, know that knowing that. Uh, Mr. Matt Wagner was going to be writing and drawing one of his other creations again. Um, we, we got a few issues in 2019, and I'm looking forward to continuing it uh, for the rest of the eight issues. And that is uh, my favorite writer, artist, who does it all, is Matt Wagner. I'm stunned. You should be stunned. Woof. I'm glad I was sitting down. Oh, I'm, yes. I am shocked, as will, as will you be. Yes. Right. When I, uh, my favorite writer artist, my boo had a phenomenal 2019. <laughs> Your boo. He really did. Uh, in addition to writing, scripting, penciling, helming the uh, uh, Floating World All Time Comics Season 2, uh, he released a collection of his Theth stories called Tomorrow Forever, uh, the single issue Black Star. Josh Bayer had an incredible 2019, and uh, he is, as you know, my favorite writer artist. Nice. Yes, I he stunned. is. It, so feels, it feels real yeah. good because I feel like the pick is justified. Um, 
Yep. Oh, this well, year. From, right. No, no. I mean, well, no, but he, this year in particular. I mean, yeah. Every, you know, Super so, year. Yep. Um, and he was on the show this year. Yep. Um, my pick is someone who I and the audience have picked in this category many times. I think this is the fifth or sixth time I've picked this gentleman, but I feel like it's justified each and every time I do it. Uh, and that is Mr. Jeff Lemire. I shouldn't need to tell you all he is the hardest working man in comics. I don't True. know how he does it. He must never sleep. I mean, this year he obviously continued to helm the Black Hammer universe with multiple minis. Um, he finished up Royal City. He had Joker Killer Smile with Andrew Sorrentino. His uh, long-awaited uh, original graphic novel, uh, Frog Catchers, which he drew, came out. He relaunched Ascender with Dustin Wynn. He had the Black Hammer Justice League. He had, uh, obviously, continues with Gideon Falls. He had Family Tree with uh, Phil Hester, who we had on the show to talk about that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and there's more. He had Sentient. Um, so, I mean, dude, I don't know how he does it. And, and the thing about it is that it's not just like he's not the most, not just the most prolific creator in mainstream comics. He's got a level of quality, whether he's writing it or drawing it or doing both, that is just astounding. And, uh, I, I can't get over how consistent he's been. I mean, he's, he's slowly but surely making his way into the all time hall of fame, uh, among comic uh, creators. And, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Don't, enough said. Boom. 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 Dap you up. With your favorite publisher. Uh, with a whopping 14 nominees. Uh, DC Comics with 22% in third place. Marvel Comics with 23% in second. <sighs> and in first place, which kind of sort of makes sense, yeah. it's Image Comics with 26%. It's um, not surprising. No. And, and it. Uh. it, it it, I would it, switch to DC and the Marvel, though. I think DC had a better year than I Marvel. Did too. Well, yeah, and and I agree with you because as as That's, much this is because of Hawks Hawks box, though. I think I would sure, so. yeah. And Immortal but, Hulk, those two books, I think. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, and 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 Image was was close to being mine because we we've all read a bunch of Image books Definitely. this year. But uh, but yeah, I, for for me. Um, it was DC with uh, with that one issue of Doomsday Clock with with Superman in action, Young Justice with with you know there, there were there were a lot. I I find myself enjoying the DC things a lot more lately um, than than in years past. But yeah, uh, I mean I've enjoyed I I get Marvel books, but for me when I look at um, things that that made me smile, I was happy to sit down and and, and read, spend time with it, it. It was the DC stuff. Zero surprise, but that's good because that means we well, know for you. your pick. Yeah, no, that means no, 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 for yours. That means oh. we know we know you. Um, now my pick may seem like a surprise to uh, the listeners, but if you reflect on everything I talked about in 2019, not so surprising. Uh, my number three was Alterna Comics, the little engine that could. Um, my number two was Fanographics, but my number one favorite publisher from 2019, Dark Garbage by John Michael Frank, The Immersion Program by Leo Quevero, 
Arjunan Blackwood's The Willows, which we talked about yes. with uh, Nathan Carson and Sam Ford, The Gates of Plasma by Carlos Gonzalez, All-Time Comics Season 2 by Josh Bayer and Company, my favorite publisher of 2019, uh, geez, Floating World Comics. Makes all the sense in the world. It does. Mm-hmm. Even, as the, even think, to the listeners. Yep, as I think will my pick to the listeners. Um, and this really gets at the heart of, of that what we've been saying where the categories are a little askew this year versus how we look back on the year for me. Uh, this publisher put out puts out a very limited number of works. They're a small they are truly true definition of small press. And yet the diversity of their work uh, is completely offset by the consistency of the high quality of their work. Uh, I was thrilled to meet the team behind this publisher, as we all did at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. My publisher of the year, without question, easy, easy pick for me this year was No Brow. Americana, Hickety, In Waves, Kingdom, Skip, mm-hmm. Stick Until Day, Through a Life, all of them, easily, the, all seven of those books would be in a top 12 if we were doing a special top 12 of the year episode. For real. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Loved every minute of it. Cannot wait for their 2020 catalog. And uh, I just, I salute them. And please, please, please don't do what my 2018 publisher of the year uh, picked did and, and sell sell yourselves to a, someone else and then split apart. So, so keep doing what you're doing, please. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Nor do I. Look I at their insane fans. Yeah. And uh, we've seen glimpses of the 2020 uh, output, and it's very, very, very strong. So look at me. I get to tell you the creator of the year. Can I, but is, is Caleb going to tell us his publisher? Oh, jeez. I just stepped on big toes. Go ahead. God damn. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's good. Someone's anxious. No, Dap told me. All right. So, so all, I, all I can do on this one is is thank all the all the gods, old and new, for spreadsheets. Because if Mm-mm. it wasn't for spreadsheets, I don't think I would have picked this publisher. Um, but once I pulled up my spreadsheets and I started like comparing and looking at things, it became very clear. And the central theme around a lot of the books that I picked this year um, came from Boom Studios, uh, which was surprising to me. Um, but you've got books like Bone Parish, uh, which that's where my favorite color colors came from. Ronan Island, my favorite all ages book. Waves, Red Mother from Jeremy Hahn. Uh, Something's Killing with Children, which was on the short list for my favorite horror book. Faithless, which is just amazing uh, and and on many different levels. Uh, very very much, arguably high literature. I, I, I would say from Azarello. And so uh, yeah, man, Boom Studios is just grinding. And as you look through the previews catalog, talking about some good things coming down the pipeline, uh, we're going to get some great books from those guys. Um, so Boom's doing good work, man. Boom and Arkea, which is a subsidiary of theirs. Yep. Excellent. There is no wrong answer. The big two, the final two. The, yeah, uh, unless, of course, grand you, you step on people's toes. But, hey, look at this. <laughs> it's It's up to me to tell you the creator of the year. Uh, 38 different creators made the uh, nominations, but uh, Mr. Tom King got 10% of them in third place, which is weird. Uh, number n- uh, 19% in second place voted for Jeff Lemire. This is not surprising. 22% of the voters picked Jonathan Hickman as the uh, favorite creator of the year. 
I'm not surprised. Not stunned at all. My choice may seem odd, but uh, Mabu number two had a hell of a year. Not only was uh, the bulk of her uh, back catalog released in new editions from Drawn and Quarterly, uh, she also released Making Comics in November, and she received oh, this fucking wine. I am hilarious. I'm, I'm turned. Um, let's try this again. Got she, she received a MacArthur Genius Grant. I'm talking about Linda Barry, mm-hmm. Creator of the Year. Boom. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, uh, once you read so Making eloquent. Comics, yeah, it was eloquent, wasn't it? Once you read Making Comics and you see that her approach to creativity is unique and mm-hmm. applies to everyone in um, many disciplines, but she is a uh, a genius. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I went with the, with the peoples, because I am a man of the peoples, of course. Uh, for me, as I said earlier, when he received my favorite writer nod, this gentleman wrote my two favorite mainstream books of the year. Uh, and uh, it's got to be Jonathan Hickman. Got to be. Had my toes curling all year long. <laughs> that is definitely not the wrong answer at all. Uh, so anybody who knows me knows that the art on the page to me is the most important thing about these books. I I love the narratives and we demand a good narrative, but uh, the lines tell the story and the lines speak to us as comics readers. If it wasn't for the lines, we just go read prose and we'd be fine. But uh, with that in mind, my comic creator of the year is, I mean, it's got to be in Bertram. Um, And I refer you back to the previous comments about his artwork this year. Just blew my expectations out of the water, um, and you know didn't didn't do a lot. We you know we didn't see twenty books from him by any means, but um, he brought something new to the table. Uh, and he, in my opinion, in that book, he elevated the art form. And when you can do that, you, you're you're on the shelf forever. So respect, nice. Um, yeah, my creator of the year, just like. Jason said, although I'm not completely current in uh, on East of West, but um, uh, again, the guy got me to read Dexman every fucking week. So Jonathan uh-huh. Dexman is uh, is my creator of the year. And swear, apparently. Sounds oh, hush. Right? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Language. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, I get the honor of. Well, now that happened. Really, imagine that, how he yeah. gets the last <laughs> category. Moving off our final category of the evening, the Big Enchilada Comic of the Year, the Granddaddy, Grand Dom, all of it. You you fine folks chose 39 different selections. <laughs> Crazy bastards. Eight, I know. 8% of y'all, with with the name changes, very funny. 8% of y'all uh, with the uh, bronze medal went with Doomsday Clock. Uh, I got no issues with that. No. Nope. Respect. Um, on second place, your second favorite comic of the year was Criminal, and your for your choice for the top uh, comics of the year were House of X and Powers of Ten with nineteen percent of the votes. Hmm. And 
I once again proving, as I do so often, man of the people. My choice was the same as y'all's, House of X, Powers of Ten. It was the example of what superhero comics can be when they're well thought out and well executed by uh, a collaborative team committed to doing interesting things with characters that we have read literally hundreds of times before. And uh, I say shame on a lot of the rest of y'all who do that for a living because you can do better. Be better. Ooh, nice. <laughs> An ultimatum at the end. Yep. <laughs> Don't yeah, that came out of nowhere. That was kind of kind of fun. All right. Uh, I went with Little Bird. Um, again, on the shelf. Love it. Uh, I will. I'm on a very limited budget being in in law school trying to get my grad student on, uh, but I will own a piece of in Bertram art this year. Um, that's going to be my uh, my big expenditure, my lock in. Uh, and it may not be a big piece of art. It may be something small, but uh, I, I need it in my portfolio. So if I'm willing to, uh, you know, spend spend scholarship money on it, then it's <laughs> and student loan money, uh, <laughs> I'll be paying for it when I'm fifty. But because Jason won't let me have my my student loan forgiveness, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, man, it's it's it's, it's oh, Little Bird. I love that book. Oh man, I um. I I had to it, it, this this is this this Vince will explain it better, but this this the book is meaty. I love every issue of it, and it just it it absolutely feels like you you feel like what they're putting on the page. My 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 comic of the year is criminal, and it just it's it's why I read comics i i absolutely think what 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 ed and sean are doing and now jacob are um it's it's just fantastic i'm glad it exists i'm I'm glad they they commit their craft to the page and and share it with us and i love the book a lot yeah this is true um there's two guys that elevate the art form and show everybody else how it's done um, effortlessly, uh, brilliantly, every month. And I think that's why – one of the reasons why I gave it to, to this book was because I've neglected it in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and that's criminal. It is criminal. It is criminal that I have neglected it. And it's criminal. And it's that's criminal. the name of the book. Is t- yes. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I loved. Uh, well, I enjoyed House of X, Powers of Ten, but man, I don't want to shit on anybody's choices. But <laughs> criminal, yeah. Sorry. It's a powerful book. It it is. it is, and it's it's about it's it's actually mundane. But they take the mundane and they make it fantastic because. The the guy writing the words and the guy drawing the pictures are and and the the man coloring the pictures are just so damn good at what they do that they make us forget we're reading something on paper and in in lieu of living something in the real world it's just amazing but whatever and there's so let no me throw you, let me throw you a curveball on that one where does all my heroes fit in on that ah uh, well that's 2018 oh was it yeah. 
just I had to throw that in and make Flippa happy. I was going to to I was like, well, let me cover my bases because if I pick a book that didn't come out this year, Dav's gonna know his little alarm's gonna go off. And I I looked it up, and All My Heroes came out twenty eighteen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I it was twenty nineteen. No, See, I knew, I, no. Flippa knew I was gonna do that. Bad Bad Weekend was this year. Yeah, Bad okay, Weekend. Right? Maybe but that's what I'm thinking of. Bad Weekend yeah. was just the bad first. Was just a collection of the. Yeah. Well, no, it's, but there's it's, new yes, stuff. It's it's that it's that arc with, with some extra material, yeah. So they could get yeah. it for the. There's yeah. there's a reason to buy it other than yes. it. But again, people, there's no wrong answer for this. I like to give Jason shit just because he's Jason. But uh, yeah, any of these things we talked about in this episode and a whole lot more are just worth your time and effort. And where can you get them? Discount comics. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They have all of this stuff and a whole lot more at the prices that you want to pay. Let me bring up my list because I lost it. Oh, here it is. From Dark Horse, Colonel Weird, Cosmagog, number one of four, $1.99. From Image, Firepower by Chris Somney is $4.99. And from IDW, it's Transformers. 84 Secrets and Lies number one for a paltry dollar ninety nine. I don't have it in your travels because it was my in your travels is everything on this list. Yeah, I'm and now we talk. Yeah, about. you know what? I I crammed this weekend to to make good for this because I was like, oh, you know what? I'm behind on some of these books. I don't want to go into it not mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. done my due diligence. But I I got I got caught up in everything I talked about. It's just like mm, okay. Go out and read all this yeah, stuff no because it's great. It's a lot of traveling. By the way, uh, you you both picking Criminal as your favorite comic marks only the second time in our show's illustrious history that you both agreed on the comic of the year. <laughs> Do you remember the other time? Ooh. Um, Was it a DC book? I don't think so. No. No, I don't think it was a DC book. I don't know what it was, but I would I would guess it wasn't a DC book. It was not. Yeah. God damn, I hope it's not a Kirkman thing. What was it? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, maybe this will help you. It is also the only time that Vince and I agreed on the on the best comic of the year. Oh. Well, it either has to be Deadly Class or East of West. I would say it's Deadly Class. <laughs> Except that you've never picked either. <laughs> Nor has David. Why? <laughs> do, I don't. I really don't understand why you got to be so mean when you oh do things. Oh my God, what? <laughs> the answer was back in 2012, the only time when all three of us agreed, and that was Saga. Wow. Yes, that makes total sense. Yep. I didn't, I didn't know if Twin Peaks had a comic or... Oh yeah, and but we can't even claim, and and also the audience picked saga, saga that year. We can't even claim um, that it was a universal though, because Neesman was still on the show back then, and he picked Scout, which is really not a bad choice. No, yeah. not at all, not at all. And in hindsight, I would have picked Scout over Saga. Well, now that you've read it, now that I've read it, uh, yeah, maybe in like five I, mean, I love Scout. I don't know about that, um, dude. And than Saga, enough, I. I alluded that I pick Lemire all the time for writer-artist. That's actually not true. I've only picked him three times. Our audience, on the other hand, mm. our, our audience has picked him eight times. Loves him. You know, they they love him. him. 
Yes. Yeah, I love Jeff too. Vince, how many times would you say you've take you've picked Josh Bayer as your favorite writer artist? How many years have you been doing this? No, 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 no. Four. I know. Four. That's correct. Yep. Dude. Do you know who else you've picked more than once? Yes, Matthew. No. Um. Oh, uh, Mark Buckingham. Never. What? No, that's not possible. That's not possible. Writer artist. This is a writer artist. Oh, writer artist. Um, you pick Buckingham as your favorite artist uh, twice. Yes. Writer artist. Oh, Eric Larson. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Nice. Very good. Uh, let's see. Dap, Dap, you. Oh, it's interesting, Vince. You you pick you've picked Hickman twice as your favorite writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see, on the years like, that you. No, on the years that he's earned. Multi-year stretches. By the way, do you remember who you picked last year, Vince? For what? Favorite writer. Um. No. Al Ewing. Yep. How about that? Yeah, because that shocked everyone. I remember that. Yeah. Because I love Immortal Hulk. I really do. And 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 no, uh, everybody everybody slept on it for a little bit. Including yeah, no, that's right. We it, were all we all came around to Immortal Hulk real late in the year, and then we're like, yeah. oh, "This is really dope." No, <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't listen to me. I hated <laughs> hated the first issue of Immortal Hulk. Yeah, we we all kind of made fun of the first issue, and then yeah. slept on yeah. it. And then everybody, including Caleb, were like, "Yo, this is like the best book in a long ass time." And but like, if you go yeah. back and look at that first issue, it is not indicative of anything to come. No, no, it's it's not. a and it's that's a faint that will we'll kind of see what happens with, uh, with guardians because I kind of felt that same way. Um, and I had to remind myself, look, you didn't, you didn't love the first issue of this. Um, you know, I, I didn't love the, the first arc, uh, of Tom's Batman, but event, like it didn't take long. Sure. It just took off. Um, and so that, that I had to check myself on and remind myself, Hey, just sure. like give it time and, no, and, and see what it does. No, so, I think guardians is a turd. That's okay. <laughs> I, I think it's a turd, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, you can have a masterpiece and still produce okay work. That's fine. Because that's what Immortal Hulk is. It's a masterpiece. And then... Peaks and valleys. Yeah. It happens. They're only human. Hey, so I know we're foregoing... Um, you don't have to. ...in your travel. Well, I was going to ask if I if I could. Of course. Uh, I, I volunteer with a nonprofit here in Little Rock. Uh, we're called The Van... And I just want to give them a little shout out. So essentially what we do is we take, we get donations from the local community and we, we literally put it in a van and we drive around. We find folks who are experiencing homelessness, uh, who are unsheltered, who, who sleep outside. And we make sure for free, uh, without charge, we don't ask for an ID. We're not uh, a religious organization. We don't evangelize or anything like that. We're just a bunch of folks who care, who want to help folks and give them a little bit of dignity. Uh, we drive around, we, we give them things, uh, anything they might need, be it blankets, uh, hygiene items, whatever we can get our hands on, uh, just to make it through another day. That way they don't spend their money on clean clothes, buying new clothes. Uh, they can kind of spend their money on other things and hopefully get themselves off the street. Um, it was literally started by my buddy Aaron out of the back of his Toyota Yaris. It's nothing fancy. Um, you can do this in your own neighborhood. Uh, you can do this in your own city. It just takes time. And and as somebody who doesn't have a lot of that, I know that that's the most valuable uh, commodity that any of us have. Um, but so I would just ask you wherever you are to look out for the folks that, you know, are sleeping outside, uh, try to 
withhold some judgment there and just give them some space and some dignity and material things that they might need to to live their life. Um, you can see what we do here in Arkansas at www.itsthevan.org. Uh, like I said, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, this year, uh, you know, our, our, our buddy Wooder was kind enough for the second year in a row to attach that organization to to the gift exchange. And I know we got a, a little boost from that. And every dollar helps. It It gives us gas. It gives us the ability to buy tents and camping gear and that kind of thing to get folks out of the elements. Uh, you know, we're, we're in Arkansas, so it doesn't get super cold here or anything. But um, we we have lost people to exposure in the past. And in the past three years, we haven't. And I think that's a large part to what we do. So it's making a difference. And I just want to say I appreciate everybody in the EOC family who who gave to that, um, who has supported that, e- even by just sending a, a message saying, hey, appreciate it. Um, you know, like I said, you can, you can do it in your own neighborhood too. So, uh, and to you guys for letting me sit here and have a drink with you. Cause well, awesome. no, don't backpedal. I mean, comics are great and art is wonderful, but what you do on the van is essential stuff and it's important. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're a really, really good person. I, you know, I, I try to, I need all the karma I can get. No, so, come on, um, man. Yeah, you do good stuff, and and well, I appreciate, uh, well, there's a lot of us. I, I don't stand alone, and I'm just a I'm a I'm a cog in a very cool machine that that is a bunch of folks, just regular folks, yeah. uh, trying to help. So, well, why don't you tell them that URL one more time? Because people don't pay attention. It is www.itsthevan i t s t h e v a n dot org, uh, and it connects you to our. We have an Amazon wish list where you, you see the stuff we need. People can go buy it, send it to us. Shoot us a little PayPal donation if you want to. Just shoot us a message saying, hey, keep up the good work because, uh, you know, a lot of times that support and encouragement goes a long way because we're all volunteers. Uh, we, we only have one paid person, and it's the guy who started it, who takes the legal minimum. Nobody's making a profit off this. Just all folks who, who get it, you know, get off work, get out of school, retired, but we it, – it's work that needs doing. Um, and when it drops below freezing, we open up emergency shelters and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, there's, it's, it's a lot. But it's grassroots, and it's it's not a, it's not complicated. It's not complex. There's no red tape because there didn't have to be. So, um, I also do a little podcast. <laughs> it's called Southern Fried Geekery. Go yeah, listen to that. Yeah, sure <laughs> I need the boost. <laughs> yep. I want to get I want to get into college for free someday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A, no, a noble goal. Jack looks down <laughs> on you with admiration, my friend. Oh, dude. There you Love go. You. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. So everybody, hey, thank you for being here with us one more time. I would like to personally thank Carlo for this freak show (laughs) because it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. And life is a lot like the freak show. Nobody laughs when they leave. So please come back next time. We will be here waiting for you. We love you so much. In the meantime, check us out on the Twitter, the Reddit, the Instagram, and the Facebook we're on there. Go to the Southern Fried Geekery. They have a Facebook group. They also, um, you can find their show on uh, iTunes and other places because Caleb's great and everybody associated with the show is wonderful. And in the meantime, say good night. This is where we plug the honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> good night then. We got to get you a new theme song. Hell no. David. <laughs> wow. Yes. Good night.
honorable mentions. There you go. Nobody was tapping or nothing. It was just chill. No, I said... No, YYZ, never again. David, you did a a very good job. Thank you. So now we've kept it tight and right. We're in two and a half hours. You can go crazy now. Should you decide to say, hey, you know, in that, that favorite ongoing, I voted for Young Justice, but there was something else that really floated my boat. You can do it. Hmm. I'm not good. I can't. I, I enjoyed. I said on the list. Yes, but I came uh, full admission. I came close, very close to voting for Immortal Hulk in a lot of categories, mm-hmm. but uh, but I didn't. I had your back. Yeah, which I I figured you would, but it's one of those books that's very very good, and people may not be feeling Marvel at the moment and judge it in accordance to everything else from Marvel, which is doing a detriment to the book because it's great. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's, that's a fair assessment of the community, but unfortunately not a fair assessment of the, of the book. Um, right. The only thing it didn't really do for me this year was the art, and I, I, love, I love Bennett, but I, he, the Minotaur he draws is weird, so that kind of knocked it out for me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not feeling that part of it, but everything else. Is- yeah, I, I like Bennett, but I have to admit, if there was a more expressive more um i don't know if if uh, a guy from the trenches mm-hmm. on on immortal hulk the i think the uh cuz it's definitely not a mainstream book no no and and i think that would become clearer if there was a person behind the visuals that echoed that non-mainstream sensibility bennett's pretty mainstream yeah yeah i mean he's doing a great job but I think the book could be elevated with someone more adventurous behind the the uh, visuals. You know what? Cross the streams and give me somebody like Maria Levin on there. Yeah. Um, she, you know, very indie, very raw. Um, not something you would ever expect to see from Marvel. No. I have a dream, and in that dream, um, Michelle Fife is on Immortal Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, happened. It never happened because of Coda or um, Copra. But you know, one could dream. Mm-hmm. Somebody was talking shit to Rob Liefeld on Twitter, and they said some disparaging things about Michelle Fife, saying they could draw like he are, and Rob Rob ate them. <laughs> like he he swallowed them and shit them out. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, good on Rob. Rob has got to the point in his career where he doesn't shiv. And no, he will just flat out tell you when he thinks you're wrong, and I love that about him. Um, oh, even even when I, I I disagree with him on certain things, uh, it's still I respect the fact that he's no holds barred. Right, right. Is it heroes time yet? I want to go to heroes. Oh, we're close. Yeah, we twelve people in our alley at this pace. Ah, uh, you cannot believe Damn. my. I have three weeks. In June, that are gonna, they're all connected. I'm gonna be coming from Heroes, going to Vegas, um, going to Nashville. It's uh, Ju- June is gonna be, it's gonna break me. You're a busy man. Yeah, it's all Gooch though. I guess the only one I'm really worried about is is being with y'all. So, wow. 
Yeah. Don't be worried about it. It's going to happen. I'll be no, there. no, 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 not worried about it. Just, uh, yeah, I guess word's not the word. Um, the, the, the one I'm really into anticipating is Heroes. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Did we just lose all the red? Somebody's going in and messing with the spreadsheet. It wouldn't mean uh, this time. Cleaning it up, bro. For posterity. Hmm. Is that cool by you? Uh, well, I'm I'm glad that you flush left everything and not centered it the way it was because centering is evil. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm not a big center of my. Myself. No, no, no. The 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 good Lord did not intend things to be centered. That's facts. All but right, please wrap the text. Yes, that too. Yes. Yep. That's fine. Yeah on that one um so i've never been to heroes before this is kind of breaking my heroes cherry uh and Woo! it's it's kind of sad to me that this is not shaping up to be a, a gangbusters year which i think jason you actually said that last year that, oh no 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 wait wait i, I mean i'm teasing because they they haven't updated since october but yeah uh, i saw that too but but no it's it, heroes at at 80 is better than any oh, other oh, yeah. no 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 make no mistake caleb you are going to step onto that con floor and say, and I will quote you on this, I do not want to attend another con in my entire <laughs> lifetime other than Heroes. I'm telling you, it's there's a, there's a magic to Heroes that no other show has. Yeah. Yeah. You got your artists and writers and creative people on your left and your dealers on your right. What more do you need? That's that's it. And that's why I, I for. Four went. I, I ooh, good whiskey. Um, yes. I did not opt to go to C two E two this year because Roger was like, you know, you, you know, we can we can spring for one one big con, which is coming out of my my scholarship and my my loan budget. But he was like, you know, we we can schedule that for one thing. And do you want to go back and see everybody in Chicago? And I'm like, not no. Like, let me do it the <laughs> summer. I won't miss any class. Uh, I'm not taking summer classes. I'm doing some clerkships this summer. Fingers crossed if I get the job. Uh, but I can take a, f a Thursday and Friday off nice. and fly back on Sunday. So when yes, he greenlit that, I'm like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to Heroes. I mean, main, like, not, not, not even gonna lie, the fact that you guys were going is a big drive there. Oh. Uh, mm. No, do you like pancakes? I love pancakes. <laughs> I'm from fucking Arkansas. It's illegal for me not to like pancakes. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and all the sweet, oh, sweet the love, man, our girl. No, all the sweet, sweet love you're gonna get from not only from us but everybody in attendance. Come on. Well, and you made the, the right I mean, choice. I mean, oh, for Heroes sure. is always amazing, but this year, just shaping it's up to be one of those years where we got so many of our crew coming to Heroes, a record amount. Dude, I can do the list from Frank Lanza, who I, you know, you're gonna have to hold me back. Uh, Rod's going right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, yep. all the uh, the majority of the guys on the Slack are going. I'm I'm just super. I think John o, John O'Neill. Yeah, going. I'm super stoked. Um, oh, I, get dude, meet, I get to meet. I get to meet Flipper. Trying to get Vander going like, for the first time ever. Yes, dude, yes. you've never met Flippa. Never met Flippa. Well, you got to uh, remember, I just met. I just I'll met, let him come I up here. Flippa couldn't make it. C two do you got yeah, caught the work I just, yeah. I just met you guys last year, like yeah. in person. It's been weird because we've been friends for fucking yep. like four years now yeah. online, but just, just in the same place, same time last year, and then yep. Flippa couldn't make it. So, and Flippa and I only live five hours from each other, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I need to make we need to make that happen. I need to get to Dallas more because I love that dude. Yeah. Well, no, there's there's people, there's good people, and then there's Flippa. Right. Yeah. 
Like he that, that like there's there's friends and then there's brothers. Right. Um, I mean, so yeah. people because there's a there actually is an EOC at Heroes Group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we I'm, got we got Jeff Douglas as we started yeah. the question. Got D Dub, Arnie, Mario, who's our who's Wait, with us. Daniel's what? going. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my God! Thank you, dude. Arnie, Arnie, Mario. Um, eh. Let's see here. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, Rod. Um, Ray, well, he's 50-50, so hold on. So Ray's 50-50. No, Ray's gone. No, Ray, Ray's no, no Ray Ray's Wagner. Ray Wagner. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. oh no. Ray, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll oh, oh, no. Ono's 100%. He's yeah, in. My dude. Uh, Bill Z. Yes. Uh, Wendy. Woo. Uh, let's see um, here. Flippa de Dippa, of course. Um, Jonathan Gordon, what up? Nice. Uh, I you know what I don't want to be a perv and a creep, yeah. but I have never seen his wife. This is going to sound really weird in the flesh, like in person. Right. Oh, okay. I would right. love to that. see because she is beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yes, I would love to see if it if it if she's the same in person. Sure. And she's got the Irish accent, so it makes it even better. Oh, oh very true. Stop. She's stunning. It's true. Uh, he did well. He did well. Hassan is uh, coming. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, let's see. Of course, our boys Cliff and Justin. I mean, they live there. So well, they're standard. Yeah, I can't wait to see them. Uh, let's see. Matt Kund will be there. Nice. Um, Steve Mowry. Let's see who else. Like you said, Frank. Now, then we go over to this. We'll go over to the Slacks because that's a different list of people. Is Brian Newbury coming or no? Yes. He, yeah, he, I he's think so. Trying to. He's trying to. He's trying to okay. Let's see, uh, John uh, John O. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Savage. I believe is coming. Yes, yeah, because he's uh, oh he's Dan Bryan's friend, so Dan's going right. So, Brian Clark. I'm sorry, not Dan Bryan. Yes, Brian Clark. Yeah, Brian Clark and Frank Lanza, as Vince already mentioned, uh, the Wilson brothers. Of course, <laughs> yes. nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Brian's in. Yeah, Brian's Brian's coming. Brian yep. Never's coming. Um. If we forgot you, it's not because we don't want to shout you out. We're right. just kind of on the off the cuff trying to come up with this list, but the, the, it's going to be fucking epic, dude. No, the pork and the pancake are going to be thick. It's, oh, it's hell's yeah, yeah. And and here's me on one couch and Frank Lanza on another. And we're going to be throwing spells at each other, uh, playing the magic. Oh, y'all playing some magic? Oh, oh shit! Yes. Kevin Quas is coming. Nice. If well, wait. It, it depends on whether or not his daughter makes the oh right, right. The finals. That's, right. that's, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, you know, the might, fact uh, that we know that though speaks to how like tight knit that Slack channel has become. Yeah, you're right. And I don't. I know I don't comment on there as much as I should have. I just like busy during right, the day trying to get that law degree up in there. Trying to, but uh, man, that that Slack channel is. It's. Uh, I love those guys. It's amazing how fast friends you become with these with with everybody on there. I'm not going fucking running with Rod though. Oh, I'm not running, no, I'm not running know, with anybody. No. Oh, I'm I not would. Running with anybody, I'm just not. Running. Oh, Austin like, Ellis. With him. Austin Ellis is in. Nice. Uh, I'm just going through our heroes ch- as slash. <laughs> Did you say hot? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> oh my god! I think we're done. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, coincidentally, my ten cup bottle is empty. <laughs> oh god, boy! Damn. Synchronicity. It wasn't, it wasn't full when I started, so I'm not like killing my liver. Well. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm closing the spreadsheet. 
All right. Thank you. Well, that was That'll be the last now, time you look at a spreadsheet until this time next year. Yes. You don't know that. Thank you for being here with us uh, one more time again. I said all the other things. We enjoy having you here. Come back next time. Say good night, gentlemen. Good night, gentlemen. Not everybody. Thanks for having me on. Oh, any, any damn time here, you want. Loves you. Me yes, loves the loves you. Oh, Jason. Mm. One okay. thing before I go. Um, I am starting a new jam piece. Oof. I'm doing all... Uh, all lone wolf and cub. So I'm gonna get one, one. I'm gonna get one person to do lone wolf and cub, kind of in the center over the logo, mm-hmm. and then I'm giving all watercolor artists their choice. Yeah, of I what sent you a list they of want watercolor artists. Yeah, and that's that's well, that's what I'm doing with it. So um, I got Kelly Williams locked in to do nice. a character. I've got to find the person who's gonna do the uh, to do lone wolf and cub, so I can the, I get them done first and then get started on it. This the, yeah, se- I mean, the center. Cool we need to do is we need to see who shows up on this here uh, artist alley list. Mm. Right. Let's see who's there. Can I interject? Mm-hmm. The center? You don't think it should be the center? Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh. That's interesting. Whoa, what? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like, like, no, I mean, I like the choice, but that is like your, your difficulty level. You're, you're, you're playing at expert level there in terms of like getting that to happen. Well, it's Caleb. We can get it to happen. Oh, no, I, 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 don't don't make promises. You're, 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 well, no, you're, I'm making promises for you. I'm not making them for me. <laughs> no, that's fair. Listen, I was... listen. We all listen. We've talked about this many times. Felix and the Felix crew are <laughs> our booze. They treat us awesomely, but they are about business. I understand that. Way. Well, I'm saying. I think DWJ would be a great choice, but I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see if it, we can make it work. I don't even know if he's going to Heroes. Mm. Well, who else would you I'll, get for that? Center? I'll bring the page I own from him and be like, "Hey, look, I, I paid you for this a long time ago. Can <laughs> yeah. do this thing." Um, <laughs> I was thinking well, Tyler Crook. Oh, well, that would be awesome. But um, we don't know if he's some, going. Well, I, no, but I'm also not above mailing it um, registered mail. To get it done, and I've got some. So Colin and I know each other. Nor um, we're not like besties or anything, but Colin and I speak on a semi-regular basis and are pretty good friends. And he's got obviously got some good inroads with him. So um, mm. there is a suggestion I would make in lieu of Daniel, but you're mm-hmm. not you're not going to like it. No, go for it, Paul Pope. I mean, again, is Jason, is Jason buying it? <laughs> True. <laughs> let me let me call Fred. I Mac. just I'm just trying to make the best jam piece for you. That's Did all. you see that video I posted? Which one? Uh, so a while back, I found this video of Paul Pope and several other people doing this uh, avant garde jam piece together on this giant screen and what they eventually painted was this woman playing a ghost piano. I mean, it was huge. Um, I think Jason, I sent it to Jason. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, it's insane. Did you, you do it on Facebook? I did it in Slack, but uh, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. Hmm. Cause you'll dig it. You'll, I mean, you'll, you'll really dig it. Thank you. All right. I'm getting text messages from my husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Come hither, he says. Oh. 
Hey. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is probably the third time I said this, but anyway, we we <laughs> do thank you for being here. Um, and there you have it. The thank best, you for being our friend. The best as we saw it for twenty and you for twenty nineteen. Stick around for the entire year, and you'll be able to participate in twenty twenty. Eleven o'clockers, and we'd love to have you go, go forward and multiply, be fruitful, and come back next week. Bye. Five Please. more episodes to do. Yeah. Why is it? I didn't say uh. <laughs> there, there's a certain flow that we have, and you're just like Mr. Speed Bump. Boop. Wow. That's <laughs> <fucked> up. <laughs> it's Jason's sound. Boop. That's it. That's fucking hurtful. <laughs> it's you know it's always hurtful with you. It's never hurtful. Oh please, I made a joke about trauma and you nearly cried. <laughs> no, it's no, no, dude, you stabbed me through the heart with trauma. I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was making a joke. Dude. No, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. I you said. Too. You said uh, I'm going to go for the nut for this. Oh my god! Did. See, you'll flick, yeah. it. You'll flick the nut. It's okay. Tony's available. Yeah, I was just saying. Police thought it was his time. He was ready. <laughs> he was not ready. <laughs> no, Tony didn't know how close it was. I had to, I had to talk him down. He's like, I'm ready. I got to get Tony on a piece too. Oh yeah, that you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen like Argyle's piece? You've seen Jason's. um, uh, I mean, dude, I'm stuck in Arkansas. And David, David's got getting to talk to Freddie Williams Jr. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I love, I love Freddie. But this is a mess right now, so we need to we need to we need to pull back and say bye again. Bye, guys. Love yes, you. be good. Real this time. Yep. Latest.